Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 43, 44, and 45 of The Shadow Rising. Care for the Living, The Breaking Storm, and The Tinker's Sword. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 4, Episode 21. Moving right along um, through this series with The Shadow Rising, we do have some new patrons. Uh, so that's the first announcement I want to make. So we have a new highest level patron, David Russell. Thank you Woo! so much for joining. So yeah, thank you, David. And um, and then Amis, um, one, of our, um, one of our mods, Woo! actually upgraded her patron level as well. So oh, I love the, that. Yeah, thank you for the upgrade. You rock. Um, I'm glad you think we're worthy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> we're not worthy. We're not worthy. And, and we, we do have some guests with us tonight. So before I get into other announcements, I want, because you might hear their voices, I want to introduce our guests. We have Eric and Dalen from Loyal's Book Club, uh, another great first-time Woo! reader podcast. Um, so go ahead and introduce you guys self. Tell about your podcast. Just, just gush and explain everything that you guys do. Go for it. All right. So um, I'm Dalen, and then... Uh, my uh, co-host is Eric. He is a first-time reader. We are currently on the Fires of Heaven. And our uh, podcast is a little baby. It's only six months old. Uh, we started pretty late. We started, like, uh, with The Dragon Reborn, like, chapter, like, 45. So, like, there's no, like, listen to the very beginning. It's like, no, by the time we get to Eye of the World and the Great Hunt, it'll be after A Memory of Light. So it's, like, full spoilers. But been really great um we are we are sorry the tequila kind of hit i've had the tequila sunset y'all um, it be like been, that sometimes it's so much fun <laughs> it is always, it's always great to get someone into the wheel of time and um we have a lot of fun things coming up uh for the rest of this year i'm actually really excited we're keeping it a secret because it's a surprise Ooh. Yeah, I love hopefully, surprises. hopefully I don't spoil uh, any surprises because uh, uh, I don't I don't I think I know what you're talking about. So I'll stay away from that. But yeah, like Dalen said, our uh, podcast is about six months old. So uh, if you are here and you have listened to us, you've heard a lot of the uh, different things we've incorporated over the last couple of months and stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, one of the big things that we've done is uh, we are focusing on the book club aspect. So we are kicking off each episode with the drink that we are drinking along with the recipe so you can make it on your happy hour or your weekend off or whatever and uh, listen and drink with us. Uh, we also do have ideas of expanding on our book club. So after Wheel of Time, we're also thinking of doing different mediums, different watches, different live streams, and uh, just breaking it down and dissecting what we just watched. Yeah. Well, awesome. Eric, if I'm ever on your show, I'm going to roll up with a Colt 45. And I'm going to be like, you know how you mix this bad boy? You go down to that corner store and you pick up that malt liquor and you hand your $2.27 to the cashier and you just go home and drink it. Bold of it's just delicious. And so bold of you to assume we already don't have Colt 45s. So it'll be a uh, Colt 135? What's 45. Uh, I'll make it a one, I'll make it a natty ice then. We'll do something to be unique. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll drink P, we'll drink PBR and 
Hey, if y'all have it, forty-five. If y'all have noticed, still reserved. They sell theirs in a forty-two ounce. So it's extra two ounces. They try to tease you with to buy their forty. Ask me how I know this. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> so, other announcements going on. We are doing some giveaways. Before I go to the giveaway that we're doing right now, I do want also, because we did mention David was our new top-level patron. And one of the things you get with that highest level is you get, like, free merch every other month, um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, it's a pretty high level. So, um, he messaged me today and said that, you know, honestly, he just ordered a bunch of merch from a merch store. He didn't realize that was a perk. So he said, you know, rather than me take my first merch, which is going to be next month in October, uh, which is only a few days away at this point, he said, you know what, let's just give away my first merch prize to someone live in chat tonight. So Ooh, I don't know how to select it. Yeah. What a so, classy it's amazing. <laughs> yes. nice. Yeah, he has quickly so made it to the Someone else is going zone. to, uh, tonight that's uh, listening to us live, is going to win some free merch. So I don't know how to select it. Uh, so maybe we have guests. Uh, let's see, how many people do we have listening? One. Two, three, now, now, Dalen and I are listening while we record this. Okay, so good, good, good yeah, point. So. Yeah, yeah, you guys can be eligible. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> we, can have, we have guests eligible. Oh, yeah, no, look, y'all, no. y'all got merch coming your way. Y'all got merch coming your way. You don't worry about it. I would don't feel like such it. a dickhead um, if I took someone's cool, <laughs> cool <laughs> merch. But this is the Try show to do it on. We have given somebody a prize and then taken it away and given it to somebody else before. It would not be a first. It's, I think we uh, have nine. Nine specifically. Ian drove to their house, grabbed the package, also the really go out of their number, hands. Yeah. Number four. Number four. No. All right. Number four. One, two, three, four. Is MK. MK. Ooh, yeah. I don't think MK's won anything with us I don't yet. Think so, yeah. So that's a good one. So nice I will slide to those DMs and, uh, and get some information and figure out All up in where those to... DMs. Yeah. That's the only reason Alan does this. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Can I'm I doing another giveaway care? right now. So by the Can time this comes out, address. you've missed it because I didn't announce it anywhere else except for on Facebook. I am doing a Facebook giveaway on the Will of Reads Facebook uh, for a free book. Um, so if you don't follow us on social media um, and you didn't listen to us live tonight because um, this contest ends on Thursday, so this won't come out until next Tuesday. Go follow us on all our social media because I give away stuff on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, pretty much everywhere I give away stuff. So if you're not nice. following us everywhere, uh, you might miss a giveaway. So, um, but if you're listening to us live right now, I go over to Facebook, the Evil Facebook, and you might be able to win a free book. So, did you mention the prize that um, if you if you win the if you win the giveaway, you get to play Matt for season three? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we were we were gonna announce that in a little bit, but perfect timing. Yes. That was a top. That was for one of the top tier patrons. Play Matt in that, season that's, three. That's, that's a that's a top tier item right there. Although now that I can see Eric, Eric, you could definitely play a Matt. Oh, yeah. Dude, I see it. You've got you've got the look. Here. You've got the vibe. Yeah. Um, and then final announcements. I did announce on Twitter and as well as our Discord that we are planning on having the Dark Friend Social, which is a get together. With the Will Reads crew, it's going to be in Virginia next August on August 6th. Um, pre-sale tickets for patrons go on sale on October 1st. After that, um, uh, eventually they'll come out to the general public. Uh, there will be tickets for that. Um, all proceeds will go towards buying how much alcohol and food we can buy. So nice. uh, the more the more people we sell, the more food and alcohol purchased for the event. So. <laughs> August 6th in Virginia. Yeah. Nice. So that goes humid. on sale soon. So That's if you're not a patron, you should become one. Like dark friend, dark friend social pregame. Mm. When the first episodes drop on the nineteenth, I'm having a showing at my new house. 
I don't nice. have my kids that weekend. I have tons of space and a gigantic TV. Literally, if you're a patron, patron get first dibs. Well, really, I'm going to limit this one to patrons. Patrons, if you want to come to Virginia, hit me up in them DMs. Uh, we got space Look for you. We'll pick you up from the airport. The yeah, we're, we're going to watch yeah. them again and again and again. We already, we already have one and again and again. Uh, patron that's bought his plane tickets, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't drop it's names. Happening. I don't know if they're trying to keep it on the, on the DL, <laughs> but we, we've got some takers, so come on. Uh-huh. It'll be a party. Yep. Yep. Are you watching yep. it on the 19th? So uh, when I pick day. up this person from the airport, we're going to get back. We're, we're going we're gonna to nap, and we're going to sleep until right before it starts. Then we're going to get up, get all giddy, and then watch it, and then watch it. And then watch and it. And watch it. And then take turns watching it and falling asleep and watching it. And <laughs> it's going to be on guard. repeat nonstop all weekend long. Because I thought about it's, trying to make it down there, but I don't get off If you can't memorize the first time. episode of Wheel of Time, then are you a real Wheel of Time fan? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quoting it. I, I already know it. Jordan Con uh, 2023 is just going to be live reenactments of the episodes of season one. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And then moving on to personal life. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned, um, I think before we started recording, I am recording actually from my parents' house because um, I got kicked out of my house uh, for recording. Not not in general. Um, I'm not in trouble with the missus. Uh, my, my mother-in-law, so my wife got her second COVID shot uh, yesterday. She wasn't sure how she'd react to it and called in reinforcements. I had to work all day long. My mother-in-law came in town uh, just in case she was under the weather from the shot. Uh, take care of her kids um, while, you know, she's recovering from the shot if that was happening. And um, our, my office is are also our guest bedroom, so... I can't record in there while my mother-in-law is sleeping in the background. It's just not going to happen. We would have welcomed her. We would have welcomed her. We would have. Shame on you, Alan. I know. I should have asked her if she was okay with that. But I'm so glad that you prefaced. Go for it. Go for it. We're doing. Go for it. I'm so glad that you prefaced this with, oh, I just got kicked out for uh, recording. I thought we were about to get really personal and really just us. Um, Alan, this is actually a therapy session. We all gather. We would just we just wanted to talk to you. Let me tell you, if Alan's wife had an issue, he wouldn't get kicked out of the house. She'd be like, "The kids are yours for the night." Bye. (laughs) She's like, "I'm going out with record with that bitch." (laughs) She would have her case of white claws under her arm, ready to go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Unless she, she wasn't pregnant, she's pregnant right now. So that, that she could still run out. Yeah. So just two <laughs> white claws then. Not a whole <laughs> case. Two. Not a whole case. Yeah, she, she can do one. She's got a high metabolism. Yeah. Two's yeah. okay. Yeah, she's, she's okay. still water, running. She's got to water it down. But that's okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but a whole case probably not the best idea. One. Yeah, with Carrie. Not the best, but <laughs> not the worst. Yeah, case. <laughs> someone, 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 chat. Case of Lacroix. Yeah, you can do a case of Lacroix. You there know, you enough. go. Careful, <laughs> placebo. Oh lordy! Yeah. Nice oh my it's hitting hard. Get, oh, that's what she have said. Your, uh, yeah. Liver shut down from uh, sparkling waters. <laughs> that's the way to go. Get cirrhosis. How much have yeah. you been drinking? Uh, I've been drinking these San Pellegrino uh, blood orange and black raspberry waters. It's been great. Mm. It'll get you. Yeah. Nice. Good deal. So that's my personal life. What about you guys? What's going on? I am still prepping the new house, um, so I have professional painters doing the whole downstairs just because I, I absolutely need that done in a certain time to move my stuff in. Uh, myself and um, Meredith, we're working on the upstairs rooms. We're taking care of the master bedroom and everything first so I can get my bedroom stuff in there. And then the rest upstairs I can take her with as we go. 
So that's been my life, just like uh, everything. So this place was built in 2012, so it's not that old. Uh -oh. uh, yeah. But they built it a little cheaply. All the fixtures are, you know, just contractor grade. Is it a Ryan's home? No, it's not a Ryan's. It's not quite that bad. Uh, sure. Well, not that those are bad. Sorry if you're in a Ryan's home, but they're they're fire prone. <laughs> um, they use cheap electricians. But anyways, uh, yeah, so going around replacing every fixture, light fixture, uh, outlet covers, like the mirrors in the bathrooms. The person before me was just, I don't think they ever cleaned the entire time they were here. So doing all oh. that work. And then, like, I let slip today. I don't know if it was Freudian or just wishful thinking or whatever, but we're, like, we're picking out paint colors for the bathroom and somewhere in there, I don't even remember exactly what the line was, but I'm talking to her, and I was like, well, do you think we should go with the restful green or the, like, oh, what was the other one? Aleutian blue for our bathroom. And she was like, our bathroom? Because we haven't really talked about the, I mean, we've hinted at, but we haven't really had the conversation about, like, how that would play out. But, yeah, I mean, in my mind, I guess it's eventually where this is going. So, anyways, I dropped the our bathroom, and it's Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, anyways, yeah, there's, yep. there's that. <laughs> nice. And I'm, and I'm sleeping on an air mattress. Right. Well, until I finish all of this. Their room. <laughs> yeah. That's the air mattress, the only furniture in the house right now. He go, he it's goes her from, room he now. Goes, he, goes yeah. from the, he goes from the air mattress to the mattress on the floor with no frame. <laughs> hey, I've got carpet in some rooms. If I get kicked off that, I'm going to go sleep on the carpet. I don't know. When I was some in college, cushion. how many apartments and, how, and rooms are like bachelor pads or whatever, and there's just a mattress on the floor. And like, yeah, that's my bed. I'm like, dude, can you not get a bed frame? It's like, uh, those metal yeah. frames you could get for free. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, or, or like yeah. 20 bucks tops. Yeah, you get the metal like cheap just, ones. Um, we're just getting like a, a couple of cr milk milk crates and just yeah, pop something. it over there. Yeah, Dude, I, I, had a, I had a roommate literally put center blocks under his bed, and that was his bed frame, was just center blocks. I was like, hey, whatever works, man. <laughs> it works. Do you, I, Alan, do you, do you remember my brother made a coffee table with his roommates out of empty vodka bottles? No, and I that's didn't. When, nice. when my dad showed up and saw that, and then saw the grades he was making, that's when my dad stopped paying for my brother's college. He's like, <laughs> he's like not another check. And just oh left. <laughs> then his, a, did your brother then send the same coffee table but wrote Dasani on all the uh, vodka <laughs> bottles and went, hey! Yeah. He turned out real good, though. Make, nice. Making buku bucks, fancy place in Brooklyn at this point, and I, li I living have, the best life. I my parents saw me that, drinking in college and just went, well, figured. Now I yeah. Makes got sense. that, barely yeah. got that, got that theater degree, so we're good. Yeah, I had, a, I had a friend that uh, just put Bud Light cans, every empty Bud Light he had, on the wall. You just tape it with double-sided tape, so it had an entire wall of, ca of cans. And then it filled the wall, so then he started just expanding on the wall. So it just started making the room smaller. Oh That's oh, a wow. <laughs> so very well-designed, like, caverns. So it's like, yeah. you walk into his house, and it's like tunnels. And it's just like <laughs> lit-up beer cans that you're just like... And every now and then you hear, like, crinkling within the Crunch. aluminum. It's like, what's that? That's the, that's that's it's like the cask of a Montalado. Uh, yeah, those stories where you just get uh, caved in, but it's with Bud Light cans. And so I gotta every, imagine and like, once you once you get the whole room canvassed, I gotta imagine like when you flip on the light switch, it's a very beautiful blue disco lighty. Yeah, it yeah. was kind of obvious, really cool. right? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, I'd have to go full nerd and order a Bud Light can costume and then walk around in my <laughs> in best in. no in my yeah. best board board, <laughs> oh my board voice be like 
We are Bud Light. <laughs> we are Bud Light. Your friends come over and you're like pressed against you will, the wall, and they're like, "Are you here?" Drunk. And you just open your eyes, and they're like, "Oh shit, you're here!" <laughs> it's, it's like the scene in the Joker where he's dancing in the bathroom, but like you're soaked in Bud Light, and you're just like dancing around. Nailed it. That's yep, what's happening up here. Hundred percent. So, Chris, what's going on down Charlotte? <sighs> Still waiting on like information about my car. Like, they oh. haven't even done the freaking estimate. Is it still, is it still it impounded? They finally got it to the people to do the estimate yesterday. Oh, wow. So I'm waiting on that. And then I, I'm getting my medical bills all of a sudden really rapidly, but not hearing back from State Farm. So mm. needless to say, once this is all over with, they're getting fired, and I'm going to go with somebody do you, else. Do you, have, do you have a rental under your coverage? I do. I have an Audi that I'm driving. It's okay. nice. Oh, nice. And you, you don't small. have to do anything out of pocket to cover that? It's no. within the budget of yeah. nice. covered? I have okay. to, like, it's I bullshit. You... I'm going to have to pay a $500 deductible for my car. And I'm like, well, I gave you the license plate number of the person who did this. So hopefully yeah. you guys are getting a police report and we're going to sue this person. Because if not, I'm suing all of you. Like, yeah. you're going to find a good lawyer. And I hate to court. say it, man. If people don't stop and if they're not, like, caught in the act in the car... Um, nothing ever happens, man. Yeah, um, it's but too I got easy that to say I wasn't plate. driving it, or them go, "Oh, it must have been stolen." Or yeah, yeah. No, um, I got I just still really, sh- good. I got in a really bad wreck uh, two years ago. I got rear-ended by a woman who uh, tried to blame it on someone else. Like said, like, "Oh, I got hit. blame it on the rain." And then yeah, I literally yeah. went because she slammed it hard enough into me. Uh, that the imprint of her license plate was in the back, uh, was against my uh, trunk. So I'm like, even if she had like driven away, I could still be like, okay, well, I got your number. But I, so she was feeding me the story, and I went, I like, as I was like checking, I checked the back of her car, nothing. And I went, okay, you were probably texting and not paying attention, girl. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna like sue you, but it's just like, just be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, not, yeah. not these days, are, buddy. Wishful thing I Car accidents. You hit me and ran. If you had hit me and stayed, that's one thing. You hit me and ran. We're going to court. I'm yeah. Still, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still can't get over the fact get that you're driving an Audi. I mean, when I when I had my car recalled, they gave me a Hyundai, and that was that's. That, and I was like, I was like, Hyundai. But they've come a long way. Hyundai's are pretty. So sweet, I man. I used I used to drive a Beamer, and I took it into the shop to get it worked on, and I was like, can I get a loaner car? And they're like, oh, we're all out of them right now. And I was like, really? You guys? It's a German, like. They had all these yeah. cars. I was like, "Can you just give me one of your cars?" Then uh, they were like, "We can't do that." And, like in the showroom, they had a Ferrari. I was like, "I mean, I'll take that." Go <laughs> 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 with that one. On? Yeah, I'll, I'll drive that one around for. Yeah. They said no. <laughs> My Toyota Corolla has been going strong since 2016, so I am not complaining. So I'm saying this is a 2013 Highlander. I need that bad boy back. Yeah, I don't want it to be totaled. I want it to be fixed in return because it's a sweet ride. Like, and I. It's only got 110 or 120,000 miles on it, so it's going to go for another 100,000 miles. So, hey, if it gets yeah. totaled right here in Richmond right now, there is a red 2013 Highlander with 90,000 miles going for 13k. Oh, I'll and take it. Yeah. I was about to say, well, I'll say if you get totaled, I bet you the total amount and what the insurance will cover to get you a new one that'll cover that. That's in that range. Yeah, and it, it looks mm. clean. I was looking at it, but I, I need the 40 miles per gallon right now. So, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Uh, anything going on on West Coast? 
Well, I mean, just just because we were talking about it, I actually was in a couple of uh, auto accidents. Uh, so two two in the span of three months. Uh, first one was a hit and run. Got the partial plate as they sped off, and uh, I'm probably out of pocket for that one. So that sucks. And then the uh, second one is actually a little bit more interesting how it happened. Uh, my girlfriend and I were going to Disneyland, and we were in the left turn lane, and... 7 o'clock in the morning, nobody on the road. There was exactly one person in front of me in the left turn lane. They backed into me because they didn't want to turn left anymore. They wanted to go straight. (laughs) So they reversed into me instead of just going forward. (laughs) So I'm dealing with that. Uh, So, Chris, I I, I sympathize with uh, some of that. Uh, uh, On happier news, though, uh, we're not 100% uh, audio medium, right? People can see and, and watch us and stuff. Only people can yeah. people can hear us. No one can see us, but they'll. Okay. Yeah. So for 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 everyone who can't can't see us, uh, I got a little string of pumpkin pumpkin lights above me <laughs> and behind me. Uh, my girlfriend and I we start Halloween a little bit early, so we've been decorating, digging up the you know, uh, digging up all the uh, uh, decorations that we took because we uh, we're in our first place together. Uh, oh, we awesome. moved in nice. March. Nice. Yeah, so this is our first joint Halloween. We're big Halloween heads. Uh, and we're getting really excited for some of the uh, the more festive stuff that we got going on. So yeah, nice, nice. And Dalen, um, I got a haircut that makes me kind of look like Lloyd Christmas, so I've been dealing with that trauma. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't so, going to say anything, but since you brought it up, um, no, I'm kidding. All, all the camera is like it is just I am on this camera right now, forehead down. That's what I was going to bring up. You're not doing normally. You're like the, you know we we see the whole shebang but you're 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 keeping the hair out well it's crazy because yeah, everybody no, that's it's... not with us like pre-show we're like dalen take off that hat and then he took it off and there was another <laughs> hat underneath and 12 hats later <laughs> we finally got to see it yeah, yeah. and then little did they know this is a wig um <laughs> this is my uh, bus driver it. wig um but other than the god-awful haircut uh really nothing uh started a new job uh, slowly getting into doing more live work, which is nice. It's just nice, like, as kind of working from, as is sometimes monotonous working from home is, I'm like, okay, it beats, I used to, I worked at Amazon Fresh, which is um, essentially Whole Foods' uh, bum neighbor. Like, if Whole Foods, <laughs> uh, Amazon Fresh was like the crackhead that hangs out in the alleyway near your apartment that you're always just like, <laughs> Is he here? <laughs> and now you have to kind of keep walking real fast. Mm-hmm. No, it, it sucked. It. Um, Those are the guys that used to buy my 40s before I turned 21. <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. That guy was my first. I got, I got them one, too. It wasn't, it, you know, I wasn't, like, using it. You know, it's, it's really awkward when you're going to the store to exchange your change, you know, where they have the, uh, the coin stars yeah. or whatever. So there was one time I, like, saved a ton of change, and I was going to the store to put it inside the machine. And I'm walking up, and some homeless guy comes up and says, hey, you got a spare change? And, like, literally, I'm clanking around, like, no, I'm good, man. Oh, oh I – we had homeless people come into it's Amazon Crush. It was actually – my favorite thing about that store was um, the Lime Scooters, um, and we had very bad security. So we would have people come in, zooming on those scooters – they would ride in, grab one of the rotisserie chickens, and then just zoom back out of the store. Wait, and like, question, uh, question. Are, are these like the bird scooters, or are these like yeah. the rascal? Oh, so like the, the 
the electric well, like yeah that like yeah, people really. would just like will ride on the street yeah no it is fantastic Whoa. and like i would just like be standing behind the deli watching these people ride around like roti- two rotisserie chickens like dangling off like fully zooming while our managers are like trying to catch up with them and i'm like it is the funniest fucking thing and um or we would just like watch people <laughs> like they would watch we would watch people just steal and like there's like we could like uh, a so- food service associates we didn't have any like walkie-talkie or anything so like i would have to go back to the kitchen and be like hey manager uh someone just stole something off of uh the hot bar and they're like okay what, who did it and i'm like well at this point they're probably fucking gone and they're, they're they, stole one dollar, <laughs> they stole a dollar 59 cents worth of orange chicken oh no mm-hmm. jeff bezos yep. is going to be hurting for change He's struggling. That's why he ain't made it to the moon yet. Yeah. If they'd have paid for that, he'd be on the moon. Tax free. He was exactly. 169 off. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> he went there and was like, come on, guys, you know I'm good for it. I can get you. And they're like, sorry, no. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start talking about Wheel of Time. Uh, so. Wait, what, time? what book are we reading? Uh, yeah, sure. That one. <laughs> um, so, chapter 43 Care for a Living. And our chapter icon is the Flame of Tarvalin. I, I, I got no reading between the lines on that one. I mean, we, we know Perrin's trying to get healed here, right? Yeah. Right? And hopefully yeah. there's one of these Lady Aes Sedai that can do it. One of them yeah. Tarvalon mm-hmm. witches can come them and tar- them Tarvalon witches. whip them up, right? And yeah. I also feel like there's been a lot of suspicion on Perrin's end of Alana because he mentions to Boyle that he to keep an eye on her because there he kind of is sort of starting to trust I mean not really I don't think he really trusts her he doesn't trust any of the Aes Sedai but Alana he's been like really focusing in right, on right off the bat not, and plus he has intel from was it Egwene that told him to watch out for her I believe so and, and yeah. then also Varen mentions something about it so like he has multiple people telling him like eh watch out for this I said, I hear she might not and be. She hasn't exactly been doing well for her own reputation. Because, like, a little bit earlier, she had told Perrin, like, oh, you are very handsome. What if I bonded you? No, I'm just mm. kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> Unless. And you're like, hmm. And then she brought mm. up, like, the white Aja had wanted to uh, have Aes Sedai uh, breed. With- oh, no. Well, never mind. He was safe from that. But Alana, nevertheless, he was sure. very much. I mean, he's not good with women on the whole, but it's surprising that parent could pull out, hey, maybe I should not trust Alana. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Proud of him for that. Except, like, obviously Jordan puts him in a situation where literally he has no other choice at this point. Yeah. Because everybody else that's like, I could do something, and they're like, I might be able to fix it, or I could kill you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> good way to summarize this chapter. We can move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And podcast is done. See you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, so we started this whole whole healing aspect. I mean, Var- Alana's going to do the healing, um, but let's talk about some of, I mean, we talked about Loyal a little bit, but talk about some of the, I guess, the parents' thought process going through it, because I, I just loved how he's he's in shock. I mean, literally, he's yeah. in shock. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I think about the title within the first few pages where it's, care for the living and that's the constant reminder that parent has to give himself as he enters into Edmund's field and he's being greeted by all these people and others around him are being greeted 
but then he hears the cries of the individuals who have lost their loved ones. Yeah. And that's super impactful. Mm-hmm. It's like Heron's journey throughout this book. Like this chapter breaks my heart a lot because just in the last chapter, the boy, the parent and the uh, two rivers boys were singing uh, coming home from Tarwin's gap. And it was this big, like we did it. Like some of us died. Yes. But like we survived the Trollocs, we go home and it's very much this jarring. Like they see the spikes, they see the trebuchets. And again, it's this moment of uh, like that moment where all the parents are calling out for their sons. And I think the weight of what parent has to do is still sinking in. And I don't think he's fully, uh, what is the word? He's fully accepted the role because I don't know. It's, I don't think it's not even exception. I think it's recognition of the role. Like he hasn't under, he hasn't come to the understanding that he has become the leader of the Edmondsville people. Yeah. Like in his mind, he's still just the boy that worked, over, you know, making nails and yeah. creating hammers and yeah. creating axes for chopping wood. And all of a sudden now, like, he's walking in with a group of people that followed him into slaughter. Yeah. And he's responsible for the deaths of many people. Which, when you think about the parallel with that and Rand, uh, let me... I'm so... I'm like, I swear I've... But I also want to make sure I have not spoiled anything. I'm, okay. Spoil away, baby. Care for the yeah, Okay. The so, the I mean, ahead of us. we've talked, like, because Rand has talked about what his oh, what he's destined to do with the Aeol. And yeah. so this yeah. really interesting parallel between yeah, how Perrin accepts his duty as Golden Eyes oh, yeah. versus Rand <laughs> and starting to accept his own destiny, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're both pretty reluctant still and even though they see what's unfolding in front of them they still have a very Frank Sinatra I'm going to do it my way sort of thing not the way everybody else is going to make me do it. I think I think the big difference right now is <clears throat> Perrin the people he lost were very close to him from early childhood and everything. It's not like he lost a few Aiel, it's not like he lost some of whatever soldiers at tier whatever that he only briefly met these are people and families that that he's known known very deeply yeah. uh there there's the the family bond there and you know i've mentioned before um you know i've i've been in a combat zone a couple of times <clears throat> i've been there in a leadership position and i've always come back with all of my soldiers that were under me but i've lost peers and i've counseled those in leadership positions who have lost a lot. And that's probably, you know, Fayo does a good job trying to encourage him because, you know, the show must go on. Like, you got to keep fighting the battle. You can't quit. So you got to focus on the the living. You know, there'll be time for mourning the dead later, but it's, it never leaves your mind. I, the first group of soldiers we lost in uh, my first deployment in Iraq was on Christmas day of uh, 2000, and six um and the platoon leader was a very young second lieutenant he was probably one of the very few butter bars second lieutenants that we all respected just wicked smart uh 
kind, um, knew his job, uh, trusted his senior NCOs, which a lot of time young lieutenants don't do that, but he did. I mean, he just did everything right. And we, we all, everybody knew he would be great and move up the ranks. And anyways, lost uh, three guys in one night. And then another one was wounded to the point he wasn't coming back. And he was, I can't think of the right word. Devastated. Well, devastated is, I mean, that's not even, that doesn't even cover it. Uh, We we needed him to continue mission the next day, but like he couldn't. And and trying to find a way to counsel him to that, um, it's hard because on the one hand, I know how important it is to mourn and grieve. But on the other hand, I know that we're going to lose more if we don't get him back in the battle. And uh, anyways, as I read this with Perrin, like that's that's what's in the forefront of my mind. Trust me, there's some leaders that when they're down and out, I'm like, all right, stay out because we got this. But then there's some that it's like, no, if you don't get back on that horse, if you don't keep moving, if you don't keep just just show up. Yeah. And we run into, we run into that soon. I know we haven't got past page one, Alan. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But very soon we run into the point where it's like, parent, no, just get on the fucking horse and show up. Don't do anything. Just show up. <laughs> and it will make a difference. And it does. Um, so... For whatever it's worth, for the people, for Fayil, for the people that encourage him to, to do that and, and to focus on those that are still alive, I mean, that's huge, but I don't know, that's tough. Yeah. I feel you for the man. Think, uh, it, it makes me wonder about what Robert Jordan went through in Vietnam because, you know, when you look at hmm. a lot of parents' sort of arcs so far, it's kind of like these are just country kids. Like they didn't come from Tyr, Saldea, the Io waste, Kyrian, where it's like war is just a part of that. Like, you know, the Aiel grow up around violence. Fayil grew up near the borderlands with constant trollic attacks. The Malkiri, the, uh, what is it called? Uh, the, uh, the Malkiri, uh, the blight, Shinarans and all that. They grew up around war. They know what it's like. For Emmons Fielders, for the Two Rivers, war is something you hear about in the stories. These are free folk. And it has mm-hmm. to, yeah. I also just think of, you know, Robert Jordan as just this kid from uh, North Carolina, you South. know, who probably, again, heard stories about <laughs> World War One and World War Two from, from, like, parents, from grandparents, and, like, you can't conceptualize it until you're there. And I think... Yeah. It's one of those things that Perrin is so shell-shocked by for, because for all the violence that he's seen, like all the things that he's gone through, this is so personal to him because, like, you can't stop the White Cloaks. You can't stop Trollocs and Merdral. For some reason, this is, like uh, Ian was talking about, he knew these kids growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and just kind of think about how toxic this is, like, the the idea looking at the the next couple pages in the chapter he keeps repeating to himself it's like you know this person is in the belly of a trollic where i put him where i put him and then the thought is care for the living i'll weep for the dead later like that's the pervasive thought that's very much a toxic ideology because if you don't allow yourself to go through the process of grieving and mourning then you're never going to be able to move beyond it. And you don't know how long the state of war is going to last. So if you're not a strong-minded, strong-willed individual, that's going to eat away at you pretty quickly. So 
thing that's also a distinguishing characteristic for Perrin is the fact that he is able to kind of compartmentalize these things and then move onward in the moment. He always takes it in the back of his mind and does ruminate on it a little bit because it's a constant reminder of you know who he really is, what his beliefs are, and the the care and compassion that he does have for his people. I think that is one of the qualities that makes him, you know, a great leader and people recognize before he even realizes that they need him and the spirit that he has. Yeah. 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 If, um, <clears throat> I mean, if, if any of y'all are so moved to, uh, if you get a chance to search, see if you can find a recording of uh, last roll call in um, uh, a military memorial ceremony they they do those stateside sometimes for for families but we so to chris's point there's a process you have to go through and we recognize this for people but what my job was uh, um in these situations it wasn't just to counsel people make sure they're okay and yada 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 but you know we had to meet the commander's intent we had to get these people back ready to fight again they they couldn't be out of the fight for too long um, so we kind of go through the process and we have a ceremony and so we talk about what happened. We have a ceremony. There's the memorial ceremony and probably the most heart wrenching moment. Um, you know, Jordan obviously doesn't come out and say this, but it's, it's very much like what happens here. Uh, everybody comes back into the village and as they're, as they're coming into the village, what are the people saying? They're shouting the names of the people they see. They're like, Oh, Perrin and so-and-so and whatever's nephew, and I don't know the names at first, the names of the living are shouted out. They're like, okay. Yeah. And then that dies down, and then what do you hear next? The, uh, they, they shout out the names of those that didn't make it back. Where is and, my mm-hmm. son? Where is my, yeah. 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 I, a thing I loved was Assembly uh, picking up his nephew, like one of the many, probably Coughlin's, and I'm like, oh, so now you're into it. Now you're all friendly now. Okay. Yeah. After all that, he's just like, yeah. But like, yeah. but like every memorial ceremony, when it's over and you do your ceremony and whatnot, uh, the very next day you get your orders for the next mission. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Got to keep going. Yeah. So after this, parent goes into the inn. Um, Ask for loyal. They say, uh, you know, he's not back yet. He'll be back shortly. Uh, tells Dav and Elam a little bit about what happened. Uh, parent asks about Lord Luke. I uh, said, "Now nah, he's not here either, but he's been around the around the village bunch. He's been trying to teach uh, people how to use a sword." And Perrin kind of scoffs at that. He's like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever." He's right over loyal. Loyal is using an axe, guys. Well, yes. that's I'm, I'm getting to a that point. Big yeah, ass I was getting axe. to that point. Then loyal comes in and he to has do an what axe. though? He's to cutting cut down trees. Can you believe? Like he's I read that in pause. every single tree. He's mourning every tree. Aww. He cuts down. He's going to become a badass. Like, for every tree he takes down, he's going to take down a Trolloc. <laughs> well, one of the one of the good things about rereading this section after we covered it on our own podcast was I was able to pay attention to a bit more of the detail and a bit more of the, you know, what it means at large. And I realized exactly in that moment that, yeah, Loyal is uh, mourning these trees because what they're fighting is, like, so much deeper than just another man type of force or something. It's it's literally the blight. It's something that deadens everything. And yeah. so for him to make that sacrifice of one tree to save the forest is such a cool theme to visit. It's very utilitarian yeah. of him. I thought, he was, yeah. I, I thought he was more controlled by the heart and emotions, but that's that's a mathematical yeah. Yeah. solution. 
And I feel mm-hmm. like that it's a little bit later, but that idea of one tree to save the forest sort of comes up a little bit in a discussion with the Aes Sedai with, uh, I believe it's uh, with Viren Perrin. And I think after they find uh, John, someone I I could be wrong. I feel like there was a point to make, but I feel like when we get to that chapter, I'll remember it. Yeah, you know? it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah and so you after, can continue further too. Yeah, John, after, John, describe yeah. this John character. Yeah. <laughs> John, yeah, so, you know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> so um, you know, and then he tells Loyal about the waygate. Loyal explains that he put the leaves on the outside. He didn't want to destroy the waygate. You get into a little bit about that and about destroyed waygates um, a little bit later. Um, but yeah, he talks about how that's his bad. He thought about taking the leaves away, but he can't bring himself to destroy anything like that because it just. It goes against everything that they stand for. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Um, I don't think anybody yeah. can be mad at him. I, yeah, I don't think Perrin yeah. was mad at him. Perrin got yeah, it. But, he, like, but, okay, but Loyal feels Roger, responsible for it, though. He's That's the trouble. Well, yeah. And I think Loyal's one of these characters that, like, when he feels bad, I don't care how much of an asshole you are when you're reading this book, if Loyal feels bad and guilty, you also feel bad and guilty. Yeah. And if you don't, you're a psychopath. And yeah. go seek help. The tree steps on your hand, too. So. Yeah, seriously. Like, Lord Luke is like, I'd be a king. Yeah, Lord Luke yeah. is probably like, oh, loyal, what a baby. And that's why we hate him, but whatever. Like, yeah. Lord Luke needs to get his story straight. That's the weird thing yeah. about him. Is He's like, I'm from Murundi. Oh, if I could, I could be king of Andor. I'm like, pick something. Pick one yeah. thing. I'm a hunter of the horn. I am like, hunter of the horn. Pick one thing to be. Like, like he... It, he he like found his one thing to be, he he's a manipulator. Yeah, he went to the small little Edmonds Field. He's like, you guys know nothing. You're free folk that are out here in nowhere. You don't know what's going on in the world. Let me exploit you. I'll teach you how to use a sword. Yeah, well, Radic, come on over here with me. I'll teach you how to use the other one too. I'll do one yeah. thing a day. I'll kill one fate a day and bring little their head little to no effort. Into- all the credit. That's what I want. Yeah. That was me working at Amazon Fresh, little effort, but I still got paid. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I am the Lord Luke of Amazon Fresh. Bam. Exactly. Bezos I've, is coming I've, for you. I've, I've had those jobs. Little little effort as possible. Just yeah. uh... So on that level, I relate to Lord Luke, where I walk into my uh, minimum wage job going, oh, you losers yep. don't know how to cut ham? Wow. <laughs> so, so... It was funny. Um, I, I had this job back when I was in college. I worked at a warehouse during the summer, and we got really slow. And my manager said, basically, like, look busy, busy, because when the upper level management, um, when the upper level management comes to look around the warehouse, if it doesn't look like we're busy, they'll start doing layoffs and all sorts of stuff like that. Like, Ooh. you need to make it look like you're busy, or make yourself look scarce. Don't be found. So I took the other route, uh, not not busy work. Make myself scarce. So um, I, I built back in the warehouse like a little like section of boxes that I can kind of go hide in. And then I slowly started moving stuff into it. I had like an office chair in there, like a little TV nice. and a fan. Like, Refrigeration, like, don't plumbing. Be, yeah, don't, yeah, don't be seen. And like, I'm like, all right, I can do that. Oh, literally, um, about like three months into my job there, I started making friends with like some of my managers. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on my 30. And then I came back like, why do you come back in 30 minutes? I'm like, because it's my 30 they're like and then they told me their trick they do the 30 minutes clock back in then just take another 30 minutes i'm like oh love it so that's how i got a lot of malice human nature is so beautiful 
I just I love everywhere. when we all when people <laughs> at shitty jobs come together to hate on that shitty job. Like yeah. they would be they would do the same thing, Alan. They would go look busy and then literally the managers would walk by, like the upper management would be like, Hey, they're like, Hey, and I'm literally just standing there. I'm like, listen, the customer is not gonna care that Dalen on Delhi wasn't like foaming at the mouth going, Hey, 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 welcome to Amazon Fresh. Do you want something from here? Do you want something? Do you want uh do you want our curry chicken salad? Do you, hey, hey, look at me. Like holding the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing very suggestive things to the to the uh, to the hams. I would like giggity. Pick it up Let's and just explore go. this because we're at three giggities right now, <laughs> and it's a five giggity scale. <laughs> we're starting um, at three because once you get past the ham smell, four giggities. Oh, oh, it's <laughs> a solid four. Man, but I'm you could say the same about these. me, so. I'm listening to all your stories very jealous because for the first five years of my working life, I was a model employee. Let me tell you, I was a nerd. It was, <laughs> I, I didn't know, nerd. I didn't understand everything I could have been doing until I worked in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my I mean, wife. I... My wife's always worked jobs where like it is go, go, go all the time. You have something to do. And her most recent job she has, she works for a government contractor and it's been a complete shift because literally her job is here, do one task during the day and then we'll pay you for the rest of the day. You don't have to do anything. And she's like, what, is, what does that mean? I'm like, no, literally, we're going to pay you a ton of money. Just do this one thing. And then you'll you have, have a task. You have if a it task. takes you all day. Great. If great. it takes you five minutes. Great. I just great. need this task, this task done. done. Check on this lock do nice. nothing and get paid full pay. And she's like, it drives me crazy because I'm used to just doing stuff and like, I'm not supposed to do anything. Like, I don't have anything to do. And I'm like, tell her come work for the government. Cause on my side, remember we're, I'm the one writing those contracts. <laughs> so yeah, my it's... first job was at in and out burger. So yeah. wait, in and out. That's worth two giggities. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. And they, I mean, it is, uh, they run a tight ship there and, and from clock in to clock out, they know where you are. They know what you are doing. They they get their sweat. <laughs> in in and out runs a tight ship, even with all of those customers. That's impressive. Going, going in and out. There's a lot of pros. Be doing some exercises to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's Alan quick. Quick, all right, move on. All right, so We're uh, that's, so about, that's loyal, about to go downhill real so fast. So loyal, loyal, loyal feels responsible, and he wants to go fix the way gate. And parents like, no, it's my responsibility. Um, and this around this point, when all of a sudden the infection starts to really kicking the high gear with Perrin and the fever starts to take him. Um, even though he's like, I'm going to go do it right this second. Like, it wasn't funny, but it was kind of funny. And I'm losing Because I love that Perrin was like, no, Loyal, I will do this. And he's fully like, collapsing into the fever, fully like, convulsing on the You better shape up, do, do, because I need a golden ass, I need a golden ass. <laughs> I'm so glad you joined me. Continue, Dalen. I was listening to your point, I swear. Perrin fully, uh, Perrin, like Perrin and Matt, both are fully dying, ready, going like, yeah, let's do this. Like, Matt is literally having to be supported by Egwene and Elaine, and he's poisoned by the dagger. He's like, yeah, Rand, I'll go with you to tear. All cool. So, a theory I had, and I, I want you guys to either weigh in if it's complete BS or if I have something here. Uh, I'm wondering if Perrin honest to God, would have been invulnerable in this position. Like, I know he's very much going through it, but I've got a theory that he wouldn't have died even without Aes Sedai intervention because he's Tavaren, and he needs oh. to learn this part of leadership 
because he, he as we see later on, uh, not not too hard spoilers or anything, he, he needs to learn this type of lesson. So I'm wondering if there's a little bit of mysticism surrounding that at all. That's that's my theory. You say mysticism. I say sexism surrounding Tavirinism. And mm. uh, I'm sure it's it has to have come up in other circles because I'm not normally the one to pick up on it. But some of this Tavirin shit with the boys is kind of pissing me off. And they're not applying it to the girls. So, I don't know. Mm. I mean, good question still. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's like, no, well, I'm a good, go. Good, good Maybe- counter-observation because I didn't even key into that. They're like, yeah, yeah we got Matt, Rand, and Perrin. But what about a Queen and Nynaeve at the very least? Because they're they're in. that's that's yeah. the five. I mean, they're just all. The, just the last episode we did, there were some very Tavirin moments with some of the females. And I'm like, and why aren't we calling this Tavirin, like, how is this? Why are we calling this coincidence? This is ridiculous. I I explained it to you. When a girl does it, it's plot armor. When a guy does it, it's plot armor, unless they say Tavirin. Yeah, so, anyways, every time it comes up, I'm just going to keep saying it. So, maybe I'll have to say it a lot in this series. Matt fully had that dagger for months. In all theory, he should have died. You know, if it had been a Gwen, if it had been a Gwen or Nynaeve, they would have been dead on page two. Yeah, they'd have touched the dagger touched and the gone, daggers. oh no. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. a little And then ran. Up. Yeah, and so, yeah, the plot armor is a little, but I still hold that Egwene and Nynaeve hold a little bit of Tavirinness to them. I think so. Because, that, that's where I'm coming on. to. Whether they say it or not, that's, that's where I'm heading. No, but so I, I will say this. To your point about Perrin, though, would he have maybe survived anyway? Could he single-handedly charge all of the Trollocs left in Edmonds Field in the surrounding area all by himself and still survive? Well, he's not Rand. We're reading fiction, so sure. I'm sure there's a way he'd step in, into a wormhole that somehow... Sucks him in and pushes him out. Uh, I'd be somewhat entertained by it, but also disappointed by it, but also excited about it. I don't know. Yeah, I see, because it's Jordan writing, I have to... Look, I, because this Jordan that's writing, I have to agree with you. I think like he needed to go through this process, and he would have come out on the other end, maybe a little worse off, but he would have come out. Um, had this been Martin writing, death to the king. Somebody would have needlessly died. Karen, <laughs> well, um, Fayil, and Alana would have had a oh, you like that? And while Karen is dying from a <laughs> fever infection. And then they, and then uh, they would have announced uh, Bodwin Coffin is getting married off to Gaul because you know. And then, um, and then Egwene gets called the C word, and that's how the book ends. Yeah. Wait, and who's the who's the old guy that annoys us? Is it Sinbui? Sinbui. Sinbui yeah. takes credit uh, for winning all of the most recent battles. Yeah, he was he was the general in charge. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. But I do so, think so. I think it's interesting too, though. Kind of going back to it all, um, we also see a little bit more development of Perrin when he's there giving encouragement to the quote-unquote younger soldiers, if you want to call them that at this point. Like, here we have a group of, I mean, I guess you can call it a militia, if you want to call it anything. we got a militia army, and they've come together, and they're coming, and they're looking at him for guidance, and the younger guy's going, did you get that scar doing this? And what about that? And where did you learn this? And, like, they're all into him, and though he's literally nearing his deathbed, he's like, 
Let me tell you, it's not as glorious as it sounds. He's speaking all but, this through yeah. labor for us. Like, yeah, it was real great. The White Tower's, the White Tower's cool, yeah. guys. When you yeah. when you do anything that's, I guess, larger in life, whether it's fighting battles or climbing mountains or anything in the entire world, and people ask you about it, like they always have this preconceived notion of the, of the romance, romanticism of it um, and how yeah. awesome it is. And in the reality, like, so, I mean, you guys don't know, everyone who listens to us knows, I mean, I'm an avid sailor and I tried to sail around the world years ago and people always, oh, that must be so awesome. I was like, it's boring as shit. And then followed by sheer panic and terror when storms at you. And that's, and that's sailing around the world. Um, Well, I mean, Perrin even tells them, he's like, there have been days where you go hungry, you are exhausted, you are finding a barn or a bush to sleep under. And I think, it's interesting coming back to this because Aaron and the bull and Matt and Rand were once those kids, you know, but we're starting to see Evansfield develop slowly as we watch these characters develop sure. in a sense. Yeah, you you mean Manetherin. We're not calling it Evansfield anymore. I've read too much. <laughs> he said this ain't mainly. the two rivers no more. Look, let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning of the eye of the world where they're talking about the end and they're talking the, about the, the age of the foundation that the inn was built on. Yeah. It's old. It goes back some days. They might not remember, but they're about to remember who they were. And they're about to become who they're supposed to be. Yeah. We're, we're transitioning now. This ain't, this, yeah. ain't, this ain't Edmunds Field no more. They are Miley exactly. Stewart achieving their Hannah Montanas. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, Alan, <laughs> I know you're ready to move on, but I have to throw this out there. Alan, this is not calling you out because if y'all haven't guessed, Alan and I are pretty close and we have been close. So he's one of the few people that probably uh, could have got away with this question without me saying something really asshole-ish or like just throwing a punch because that's where I was at my point in life or, or at that point in my life. But when I first got back from Iraq and the first time I hung out with Alan, the first time we were by ourselves off to the side at the bar... And he had a chance to ask me a question where it was just him and I, to his credit. It wasn't around a bunch of people. He was like, so, uh, did you have to shoot anybody? <laughs> and, and I just, I was just like, that's, uh, it's not a question you ask, man. <laughs> just can't let it go. But I mean, that's still to the, to the point you're making earlier. Like you, you, like you have these pictures and uh, romanticized and God, we romanticized World War II. Like, whoa. Yeah. Um, so like yeah like did were you a were you a hero did you go save the world I'm like bro it was, it is not world saving That's... did you play soccer with the Germans it's like yeah bro then my foot fell off from trench foot so that was fun yeah so that was great although I did play soccer with a bunch of Iraqi kids often so you know there yes. were there were better moments like that so and, yeah. Anyways, now carry on. That's not throwing I mean, you under the bus. Alan. His I love quote you, man. was mainly I just tried to keep from having my head split open. Eric, That's to your point. Adventures are and okay. finding a place to sleep for night and something to eat you go um, hungry a lot having adventures and cold and wet or both mm-hmm. I love and it's negative it's negative the as only he one sounds, that's chris, having any fun is matt chris as <laughs> negative as all that sounds he's downplaying it yeah he no. he's 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 not a wordsmith he's he's not an english major he can't put into words the shit yeah. he's been through in this time but he that also left out the Forsaken. Like, he left out a He lot. left out all the like, shit. Because mm-hmm. I think it's... By the way, I, Rand's the dragon. Yeah. Leaves that out. <laughs> because I think there is some... 
preservation of two rivers innocence almost i mean these are boys who have watched sure. people die but at the same time it's like let them live in this sort of fantasy where the worst thing they'll ever have to deal with is trollocs and murderall and white cloaks you know if he goes yeah and then we met agenor and balthamel and <laughs> you know we had dreams of balsamon and uh Lanfear? Did they meet Lanfear? Did Perrin yeah. meet Lanfear? Uh, Lanfear. I don't know if Perrin did. Yeah, it briefly. Well, let's tell you who we have like, What the fuck are we here? Um, but I think it's like in the Dark Hounds, and it's just there's been so much that it's like if I told you this, mm. it's one of those things you wouldn't innocence. get out of it. Yeah. You wouldn't now get you out know, of that in the Now morning. you know the struggle of the sheepdog. <clears throat> you, can't, you can't just hang out with the sheep and describe the wolf to him all day long. Because you yeah. just. You, then what's the point of having sheep? You might as well have a flock of sheepdog. Yeah. Gotta yeah. So them. we end this chapter with Perrin biting a stick and going black. Uh, fades to black. I like Smash that they gave black. Perrin a stick. Maybe they sent some wolf in him. <laughs> yeah. Give him a stick. <laughs> uh, what are those bullies? Like those bully things? Too. Yeah. Yeah. The bully sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Did Perrin yeah. go bite mm. down the stick and <laughs> here's he put the... some peanut butter inside of a conch and handed it to him and Perry went, he's like <laughs> he's like it's gonna hurt he's like he's like yeah whatever oh. <laughs> they gave him a pea Mary and Alvia wrapped like the knockout thing in a honey cake and just said here <laughs> yeah, right nibble on this Fayo <laughs> <laughs> put oh. the pill in his mouth and then rubbed his throat <laughs> oh yes perfect. he's like go to sleep and that's headcanon now um <laughs> that's how it he's... happened Shaking his leg a little bit. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> While he's knocked out, Perrin's like... Woo! That's how you dose yeah. a wolf, brother, in case you were wondering. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, how, you, that's how you get him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, anything we missed from this chapter or anything we didn't cover? Uh, we've been talking for a while about it. So I think we really <laughs> stretched like, this one out. <laughs> I don't the, think we the, talked about this chapter at all. We talked about everything else. <laughs> yeah. The I last like, thing I will say to bottle cap it is it had to be Perrin coming back. I don't yeah. think it could have been Matt. I don't think it could have been Rand. Even in their stations, just who they are, it makes yeah. so much more sense that Perrin is the like, one to come back and kind of have that conversation. Actually, perfect. Yeah, he's agreed. kind of gotten off free a little bit, other than the Wolf Brother stuff, and like, uh, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I feel like and oh, he's easing. He's easing, like you said, trying to protect their innocence, but also protect them and easing them into it. I think Rand's at a very different... Well, Rand just existing among them would have blown yeah. their fucking mind. Matt would have fucked with them like crazy. Yeah, Matt like, would have been like... Matt would have been very sarcastic and very... Tarvala. Yeah. 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 yeah, Matt would have... All the boys have been... Matt and, and, sorry, the, the females, if they started finger blasting like in public, that would Two have giggities. really... Trust me, yeah, that's that's three giggities, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Finger blasting in public would have really caused some problems here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it has. Right. Think about the Aes Sedai that showed up. All right, we don't trust the other. I just I keep calling her the other, but Varen of all yeah. the Aes Sedai that could have come back, she's the softest. She's the most easy to digest to ease these Edmund Fielders into it. So on your note with Perrin being the best choice, Varen being the I'm calling her the leader of the Aes Sedai there right now. She's the best Aes Sedai that could have been there as well. Yeah, because Alana's just vibing at this point. Alana clocks out for the day at like 5 o'clock. They're like, Alana, someone's dying. <laughs> oh, really? She disappears. Where'd she go? Yeah. No one knows. Well, no. do you guys think that's suspicious of her? Like, Total that she's... Yeah. Well, because the Black Aja that we've met, 
there could be more, and we don't know who's still. Mm. We're waiting to find out. Do you now, think my name, my name theory? The Twenty Black Aja that you know. Yeah. What do, what do we what do we know so far, Dalen? Tell us uh, all the black eyes are that you know so far. Yeah, name, name the ones that you're aware of. Leandrin. Up until up until the end of Shadow Rising. Uh, Leandrin or beyond. Um, uh huh. Keep going. We know those. Look, Don't worry about the ones. Uh, he's checking go the, to the other Dang it, we're no, Go to the no, other book. I literally, um, I'm saying characters that don't even appear until later. Um. They named uh, the thirteen well, in previous chapters uh, that are yeah. Jinchiko. Say it. No, that's Witcher. Never mind. Um, uh, Chelsea Inbury is one of the. Uh, two. Well, but Chesmo I'll say Inbury. this. So this yeah. is one of my wild theories at this point, and it'll get proven, disproven by the end of this book. So we'll find out. I'm starting to think. I get. I get weary when Jordan is trying to make it obvious that a certain thing is a thing. Mm. So. Who's the other Aes Sedai? Not Varen, but who's the other one? Alana. 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 So maybe it's not that Alana's bad. Maybe it's Alana's warder, because I am still sketch about Alana's warder. And maybe he found a way to somehow, like, dose her or something like that, so she disappears for a while, but she's actually unconscious, like, in the stables or something. Well, he's off playing uh, FAFO, fuck around and find out games. Um... (laughs) And he might even also be our uh, um, uh, shadow world or whatever, killing all the wolves, and it like that. He could he could or be maybe involved Lanthier's in that too. Maybe controlling Alana, or maybe he's the one who. Okay, he showed up to save the day. Yeah. Right. He showed up to save the day when Perrin eventually thinks back and is like, I don't know, like. How could they have known that they were that we were gonna surprise them, and then they surprised our surprise? Like, da, 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 like it's just how he how would they is know? Us. How would they know? Us. They're gonna know. So maybe she's either she's in it with him, or his warder was at the Dark Friend Social and got some special skills where he can like dose her, and she doesn't know that he's bad juju. That's what yeah. I'm thinking now. Okay. Yeah. What what book okay. are we reading? Where are we at? Which cool, cool, is? cool. Yeah. Moving on to chapter 44, the breaking of the storm. Or breaking, the breaking storm. Oh, uh, yeah. And the chapter symbol is Trollocs. Um, Trollocs symbol. Trollux. By the way, if I, if I could say, I'm so happy with the, uh, the, the bit of uh, context that you guys are introducing this because I believe in our podcast, Dale and I, he asked me about the iconography and he's like, So what do you think that means? And I was like, Well, it's, I, I see trends and stuff, but I really like that it's like, it is the flame of Tarvalon. It is Trollocs. And <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, it's a, it's a no. reassuring sense. Early so, on, he fucked with er, us. <laughs> early, well, so when it's a new symbol, I don't tell what it is. This is Eric calling me out. Yeah, so when it's a new symbol, I don't do it. But if it's a symbol that we've seen a bunch of times and they figured out what the symbol means, then I'm just like, yeah, this is this is what the symbol is. Because we've already... We've already, we've already I'm going to wait till we get to a memory of light to do that for Eric. So this is the Aes Sedai symbol. Yeah. <laughs> this is Wolves. I wolf. just love that the Trolloc symbol, he's like full, <laughs> like power yeah. to something. Like he's with a purpose. Yeah. yeah the fist, he, he ain't the see, they label Trollocs as like, well, they're just going to go rape, kill, pillage, and burn wherever unless they're given leadership. But that, that fist, that he's, he's, that's power to something. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's fisting he's, power. Well, uh, I mean, that's yeah, one yeah. way to look at it. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe it's just 
burn farms. Yeah. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> he's dedicated to whatever it is he was born to do. He's got, yeah. he's smiling. Dude's got a grin. He's like, yeah. He just got off the bus to New York with three bucks in his pocket, and he's ready to live his dreams. He's going to yes. make it on Broadway. I need 16 Edmonds fielders for my broth. Yeah. <laughs> fist, so, to the, fist to the wind. <laughs> so Perrin wakes up. He's in the wine spring end. Um, Fayil's with him. Um, and, yeah, it looks like she's uh, spent the night with him. Um, Giggity. Yeah, well, with, well, in the same room, the chair, the chair's near the bed, so obviously, Bro, like, yeah, yeah. It was one giggity. Move on. Was, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Fayil clearly makes it say that he should stay in bed, even though he wants to get it right away. He's like, I need to go close that way gate now. And Fayil's like, no, bro, not going to happen. So let's start here. So uh, this is where, I downplayed it earlier, but this is where, Eric, what you were talking about, I was like, Tavirin, let him go. He can't die. He could probably single-handedly find some stupid way of stumbling there and saving the day. Yeah. Um, I love the moment of where Marin Elvira comes in and she catches them because they tumble down the stairs. Where yeah. it is in the a seductive fun- pose. Oh yeah. Um, and she comes up to Fayil because Fayil's like, parents like, I'm doing this, and parent parent can fully hear as she's going to. You gotta just you know, be nice to him. You can't call. You can't push him. Don't I knew tell him when he was a kid. Do. Yeah, and then she turns and she's like, "Parent," and he's just kind of like, "Parent's dry humor really has started to come out a little bit more." And it's what really are those, funny. What are those chairs called? Like the wooden ones that like are kind of like round and like half circles, like Papazon, Papazon chairs, or something like that. Oh, you know yeah, what I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like they're like yeah. wooden, and they have a cushion inside of them. It's kind of like a <laughs> yeah. egg almost. Like the egg. Yeah, yeah. So happy I didn't leave the church with rocking chair. <laughs> so we used we used to <laughs> at Ian's house in college. We used to take those and ride them down the stairs. So, uh, <laughs> oh my well, God. people at the top shot fireworks at you, but that's not yeah. important. And then that's, and then the walls are really thin. So if you if you kind of wiped out, you went through the wall. Like you didn't hit the wall. Mm. You used to go right through it. Um, Things are starting to connect a little bit, so (laughs) I'm starting to put the pieces together. So, I mean, all joking aside, we're not making this up for the show. Alan and I have tumbled downstairs, not not just once, but multiple times, exactly how it was described in in, Uh this I think we're both on the same chair together trying to go down and, like, end up flipping over on top of each other and then through a wall. Uh, right, covered yeah. in, dry, in, in drywall. There was plaster um, damage. It was plaster. Plaster damage. Oh, plaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was until, some the, of that. Until, yeah. The, until the landlord showed up and seen, like, literally entire walls knocked out. And yeah. I don't think in a historic that, home, but. by the way. That's, you should have said we're, we're doing uh, We're making it. We're expanding. We're giving more money to you. So. He was not thrilled. Before you. Before they renovated and redid all the walls, because they had to redo all the walls, I remember we had airsoft guns, and like literally, oh we would like we'd have airsoft gun battles inside the house, and like oh. if he ran the same room and there was no door close by, I'd just run through the wall, like like literally like charge, yes. and like burst Man. the wall to the next room. Were you two like deviant, friggin' superheroes or some shit? Like we like, knew how to have a, a good time. This is like a three hundred year old like, house that like and Alan just pops through with the airsoft gun. Pretty much. Like, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Or yep. fishing pole, because sometimes I would walk to the golf course around the corner, and I would fish carp out of the small ponds, 
and then go stick them into the crew boats and close up. What it, what are those called? The gunnels? The gunnels, yeah. Yeah, close them up, and then after the fish, they were fake fish for you PETA people. <clears throat> but when fake, <laughs> even when fake fish decompose, they swell up. So if you could barely fit it in the hole going in, you ain't getting it out by tugging it after it's been in there for a week. So, yeah. Sorry. Anyways, what? So and, 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 and airsoft gun duels. I gotta bring that up too because we put one shot in the <laughs> ten barrel, paces, like in ten paces, like square off and do duels. Uh, honor, Wait, honor who was it that man. got shot on the nose? Was it Travis? Somebody got uh, nailed directly on the nose, and they had a no. red dent in their nose for like weeks. That Ju- shit wouldn't Ju- heal. Julie, Adam's girlfriend at the time, like we went and I went to go shoot out her window, and right as I went to shoot out her window, she opens Stuck the window right up, up and it, it, it hits. That's her right what it was. Face. Nailed her in the nose. I was, I was like, fucking Rudolph. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> What's great is there were, so many, point. there were so many deviants in the house. We had a house vote on who should leave, and we, vote, we voted her out. <laughs> For being a snitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Was Alan standing like in the living room with like a Manila folder, like Tyler so, Banks doing American? He, God, he didn't live in the house, in- but he was a lobbyist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, sorry. He doesn't pay rent, but he shoots holes in the wall. So yeah, yeah, this is a good time. Uh, anyway, uh, so Perrin, page two. Okay, to, to Perrin's point, he realizes though he's he realizes he needs rest. He sees that there's a tightness in Fayil's eyes that just doesn't look particularly good. Oh, he yeah. knows that there's something wrong, and she won't fess up. So what is he going to do? Of course he's going to go ahead and you know, hop out of bed and go check things out. But he doesn't realize he's butt-ass naked. So. Yeah, there's That's that. Every morning. Dong slapping those thighs like no one's business. Mm-hmm. Cheeks clapping like we're at a tinker camp, uh, campfire. <laughs> So that yep. that little scenario actually gave me heartburn and I had to graze over it real quick, but you brought it up, Chris. Um, I'm, I'm actually, so I'm not perfect at it, uh, but I'm very good at reading people. Um, and I get, people that I know, I have to know you. I have to know your tells. But after I've been around you a while, I can know when you're full of shit. I can know when you're lying, outright lying. And I'm pretty sure I know when you're holding back. And that was actually a big issue in my last marriage because she was all about lying and all about uh, withholding certain truths or whatever. And uh, then I would call it out and you would think that would make things better, but that just made it worse because a person who's willing to lie generally doubles down when you call them out on it. And then doubling down just makes it worse. You can go from a lie of omission to commission and then it's just, it's ugly. So... Yeah. This I, I had bad, bad juju here. <coughs> uh, I understood her wanting to keep it from him initially because she she knows he needs to heal. But at this point, they ain't married. They ain't committed. They haven't made promises to each other. What he does with his life and his body, hundred percent his choice. Yeah. So well, after so he I'm calls her out and is like, "Okay, here's the thing. I know something's up. I just need you to tell me." She really ought to just have told him. The the multiple back and forths kind of rubbed me the wrong way here. Didn't like it. So I'm going to agree, yeah. and I'm going to agree to disagree. Hit me with it. Or maybe in the opposite order. 
I, I agree to disagree with his body is his. We have now symbolically made Perrin more than what he is. The people view him as a leader. And as okay. a leader, you no longer own yourself. Ah. The internal id, yes. But beyond that, nah. You belong to the people. Now, to agree with you, she definitely should have been honest, but we know Jordan has this issue with communication. That's true. I chalk it up to that. Had she just been like, sit down, and I'll tell you what's going on, Perrin, if nothing else, will give her the moment. Like, he's the thinker, but he also is reactive when he is frustrated, upset, or in a pinch. But if you give him that moment to process, then he might have been like, well, at that faith and loyal and gall, I'll give it some time, and but then I'm going. Mm-hmm. But since she didn't give him that opportunity, he's also a little bit defiant. I mean, some of the greatest leaders are oppositional defiant individuals. You get a kid that's got oppositional defiance in the classroom, or if that's your child, give him a job, give him a task, make him important, and make it known to everybody what he's doing. Bingo. Or she. And they'll straighten my up best, right away. My best teachers did that for me. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. They put me in charge of shit I had no business being in charge of. Because <laughs> I didn't want to look a fool. And then I asked for their help. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I'll say this, though. The only rebuttal I have, Chris, is of all of our characters, specifically the males, but even our, our main female characters, um... The moment, they're, they're all wildly different, right? I don't want to lump them all in the same group because they're not. They're all so different. Uh, one, one similarity they have is the moment they sense or feel that they're being manipulated or controlled, they buck. And I yeah. love all of them for it. Some buck harder than others, but I love it. And they all look for it, and, and they all seem to pick it out. Um, so, wow. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is, you were noting this at the very beginning of this book, their relationship in general is already toxic. Oh, yeah. They they, they got all sorts of problems, but I guess I'm just harping on this. Anyways, it is what it is. It is what it is, fellas. The book's been written. Here we go. Let's sure. read and find out. So, <laughs> so Perrin's in a hurry, too, because he's also been informed that Gall and Loyal have left to go to the road gate. And Perrin's like, well, they probably left on foot. Um, I can probably catch up my horse. Yeah. I'm going to hurry, and I'm going to get them. And that's when they stumble down the stairs. They get caught. And as parents try to still leave, they hear outside someone cry out, Trollic. And that whole idea went out the wind at that point, because now there's a Trollic outside. So... Brings us to the next scene. Mm. I mean, I like. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. Oh no, I'm just. I'm. I'm curious. In that little moment, like it's a small poll, I guess. Does That's what Perrin... she said. Hey. But she was nice about uh, it. We're still. We're still <laughs> together, so I guess it's working out. She was encouraging. She gave me five minutes to uh, go splash water on my face and <laughs> get my get my head together, uh, so to speak. Do you think? Perrin was so ready to go out and after them because he was the one that had to do it or because it was loyal and gall? Was it about his friends or was it about him doing it? Because I don't know, personally. I, I think it's more of him being a man of action and, and wanting to do it. But... So I'm right there with you. I mean, even the the comment Fiel makes as she pins him to the ground is 
you don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's taking responsibility and ownership of what is happening. And so he feels like he has to be a part of it all. Um, does he have to be the one to do it? I mean, arguably he is the Taviran here and there's more to it than just somebody opened the way gate. It means there's somebody important, somebody big, somebody that understands the power of the Vendasora leaf. You know, somebody that has a bid in it all. You know, it could be Slayer, it could be Mordeth, it could be, you know, it could be anybody. It could be another Forsaken. We just don't know who it is. Gotta be a Forsaken and somewhere around so, here. But we don't know. As much as I want to say it's because he just has that innate need to be responsible for all things going on around him there may also be that slight pull of Taviran. yeah so i think about like good question because i thought about it um the the author doesn't tell us and even we've had good parent chapters but we i still i don't think we know no parent so i'm just sitting there <laughs> thinking about what would what would ian do in that situation um and why so, Gull, yeah, there's a connection there, uh, but it, and, and it's an Aiel, so that's a big plus up to helping you in the fight and it, from a selfish standpoint, but it's still just one of them. But Loyal, of the two, I still think is the most valuable. You look at the long-term friendship that has happened at this point, there's a connection there. Um, again, if you, if you don't love Loyal, you're a psychopath, you can, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think Parent is one. So there's love for Loyal, but also Loyal has a lot to has contributed a lot, even in his pacifist role, and I think he still can just because of his knowledge and his abilities. Uh, so you still want to protect that resource from a selfish perspective. So even once I realized I took assessment, be like, okay, there's no way I could, and I don't believe in this Taviran bullshit, and she's trying to stop me from going, and da 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 da. My next step would have been, all right, if I can't go, someone's got to go. And if someone's got to go, who's going to go? The next thing I would have done is said, Fail, if you're not going to let me go, you need to tell your Aiel females, your maidens of the spear, to go after them. We need to send more support. Yeah. I would have I done a next step. I mean, who, there's no, else from, no one else from the two rivers you would send that you could um, trust could Jan, get there and track them down. Jan oh, Abel. oh, maybe. That, okay, maybe. But he doesn't. I don't think he knows Tam's abilities yet. I think mm-hmm. I, as the reader, know, but I don't know that Perrin grasps Tam that yet. That makes sense because mm-hmm. Tam and Rand they're kind of on the outskirts, anyways, throughout his life, right? They're on yeah. the farm, sure. down yeah. the road. And and while we, the reader, know a little bit more Tam's backstory, does Perrin know it yet? I I don't. I mean, no. Rand didn't even know Tam had a sword. No, so right. And even what Rand has been told about Tam, he's still digesting. It doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Anyways. I My mean, next step, if I was in that out, position, like, I yeah, I'd find somebody else to go, and who else? Who else is capable to go and catch up and help them? It would be the the maidens that are helping Fail, and only Fail could really direct them to go. So I'd be like, Fail, that's fine. If you don't want me to go, mm-hmm. at least one and a couple <clears throat> of them in fielders, or both of your maidens need to go and help them. There's no yeah. way we leave them on this task on their own. Yeah, Solid. so that's where I would have gone done different but that doesn't really answer your question eric i don't know what his motives were for the connection it could have been selfish because loyal is a huge resource they, but i mean are, the, but... inevitably it doesn't matter 
because sure. you know the will weaves and right away we go to the trollic and when it comes to that particular scene you know parents said on well you're not going to let me go here so i'm going to address this issue but i'm going to be out there and then you have Fayo kind of playing the loving spouse of like hey promise me that you won't do this but because you have this value you're a general you're a leader you are the symbol for your people if something happens to you morale dies with you yeah mm-hmm and if you do do something, but you make it out alive, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, quite literally, those were her words. So, like, Fayo, like, gives them the sweet, but then also gives them the sour all like, in the same breath. And you have to sit back and wonder, like, when the heck did Perrin really become so important? Mm-hmm. And the, the, so quickly, the last two chapters. That, that's the Taviran, though. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't know that he would have been able to do this if he hadn't been Tavirin. Not that he wouldn't have, but I don't think he would have captivated the love of the people. And then the other thing that like kind of keeps registering my mind is, is we see the people kind of reverting to their Manethrin roots. And the one thing we know about Tavirin is their will brings about what they need. Mm-hmm. We see it most. They can stretch the pattern. Yeah, like Rand, his is kind of all over the place because in his mind, he could not figure out what he needed, what he wanted to do. In the beginning, he was all over the place. So the miraculous things that happened around him were kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then as he began to develop his vision and determine his ideology and then become a little bit more forthcoming with purpose and intentionality everything around him then became very structured very rigid like things started to formulate in a way that benefit him and we see the same thing happening here with Perrin you know as before he was just kind of the co-Taviran now he's become Taviran in his own right he's driving his own path now yeah, and the people are becoming yep. Manethrin. Eric was snapping. I love that. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Because I was snapping in my head. That's right. As Chris was talking, I was like, snap, snap, snap. And I had to say something. Man, it's like beat poetry, man. I'm just yeah. like, keep speaking, yeah. man. Yes, yes. Eric did the more polite thing, didn't interrupt you, and he just snapped. I just chimed <laughs> in and was like, fuck yeah. Nailed it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... um Either so yeah, so, Eel, huh? I gotta say this because it's, it's coming out. She's become submissive, not entirely, but enough to where it's like, huh? I think Fayil has the ability to choose her battles, even though yeah. I don't agree with her thresholds. There's some battles she has chosen that I'm like, you overstepped. Pineapple. I think she's, and, and that you know, as you get older and experience more, she will hopefully adjust those boundaries. Her um, word is pineapple. Pineapple. <laughs> She's got a safe word. She's very clear about it. It's it, it's easy to enunciate in moments of distress. Um, that's that's the key. Don't pick a word that's difficult when you're screaming. Okay. That's yeah. Manethrin is mine. Manethrin. Oh <laughs> it's very hard because my- there's a manethrin. <laughs> mine is uh, Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm Nasrodia. Zabistia. <laughs> Zabistia is Polish. It means fucking awesome. 
But then you might, if you know Polish, you'd be like, oh, they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> you know, so. What do I do? What, yeah, more or less, I don't know. Stop, go. Yeah. So they get up to this trollic, um, and Perrin makes his way with his horse, and everybody's kind of huddled around it. Uh, Perrin's horse makes its way with Perrin on top. Yes. But as as Perrin's horse, Stepper, is making its way out there, the, 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 you know, the Wait, crowd is Perrin's saying, horse? Perrin was on a horse. It, oh Perrin God. didn't lay in bed and send his horse to go Perrin's horse, their name are Loyal and Gall. So Perrin's <laughs> riding his horse. and um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> he's struggling, so he's like, horse, go... Investigate the trollocs for oh, me. Way. This is uh, so, like daddy. Oh, over two, Alan. Or, yeah. Daddy, it's just one trolley. Oh my god! So his horn ain't even that As as he's making his way up, everybody's going like, trolloc, 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 and they're like, "Ooh, golden eyes, golden eyes." It, the crowd starts murmuring him, his name as he moves through. Um, so one, it's a lone trolloc, which immediately screams Sus. "scout, yes. scout." Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that screams it. Um, I hope everybody that even if you don't know anything felt that alone. Trollic. Come on. Well, at this point, we're not we're not afraid of a a Trollic because we've seen the the battalions. We've seen Mergerall. We've seen Forsaken at this point. Like one Mm -hmm. Trollic. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got it. Yeah. I'm sus about everything. And I I know I I have to take into account. I'm reading from my current perspective. I'm 38 years old and I've seen other things. Like Alan said, immediately Lone Trolloc, I was like, sus, y'all get ready. <laughs> get ready. You, you got 10 to 15 minutes shit about yeah. to hit the fan. Because right. when he don't go back and report fan and, shit. And, 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 you, and you find out real fast because as they're gathered around, um, Bane and Chiad come running through. Yeah. And they make way for them. They're like, yeah, they're about a mile behind make us. There's like way five for Bane and there's, Yeah, there's 500 Trollocs behind us. Uh, at least charging towards Emmons Field. Get ready. Shit's about to go down. It's about to go down. Aaron and his whores uh, mm-hmm. prep themselves for battle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, we can laugh at that. You're not allowed to laugh. That's insensitive when you laugh, Alan. <laughs> it's funny it's when we laugh misogynistic when you laugh, Alan. <laughs> yeah, it's very misogynistic when you're laughing. <laughs> Uh, um, yes. So well, we've, we've kind of touched on this, so we could breeze through it if you want. At least the biggest takeaway for me was this is a moment for a parent to, again, recognize what he represents. Um, the falling down the stairs, the struggling, the knowing that all he's doing is all of his effort is to stay on the horse. Um, there's nothing he's going to do to contribute and everything. And he knows this at this point. And he's been told, like, you just need to be, they just need to see you. Yeah, you just need like to, to be, be there. The, uh, to, to be the figurehead and, and stuff. Yeah. The, the, the banner. Exactly. And, well, they even talk well, about those that carry the banner and everything like that. And, and, and we see a lot of Tam. Tam's taking charge big time here. Yeah. And he's doing what he knows needs to happen. Tam's crunching the numbers, and he knows what their defenses are and what their capabilities are. And it's like, this is what we do, da da da, da. So really, Perrin doesn't do a fucking thing but show up. Mm-hmm. And he's there. Oh, yeah. He's um, just there. But it's good that he learns that, yes. 
Um, but it, it's also there's there's so much about like the the hierarchy of things in battle and, and in war and and how important some of these figureheads are. Like we could we could say, well, let's get rid of Perrin and just have Tam run the show. But the vibe I get and what I know, Tam for me, Tam is the equivalent of a senior NCO that has seen some shit. Uh, Tam has no interest in being an officer. Tam don't want to be no, a figurehead. He's, he, he, he's an advisor yeah, at t- this point, it almost feels like. Yeah, but he, he don't want to be the trusted one to make the decision, but he knows the skill sets. He knows what needs to happen enough that when the decision is made, when uh, when they say charge, he knows how to guide everybody else. And he, Tam just wants to focus on that. He don't give two shits about the higher decision-making. Somebody has to do that. Somebody has to be the figurehead. So yeah. I don't even think Tam... For anybody out there that's reading for the first time that is like, that's messed up. Tam Tam should be in parent's shoes and be the one with the banner and be the one in charge. No. Tam don't want it. Yeah. I, at least I don't get that vibe. Yeah. Well, and to that point, the parent doesn't want it either. It's thrusted on him, and that's what we see happen with our Taviran so often is this uh, responsibility is pushed on them. I mean, Fael tells him you're doing fine. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how you can say I'm doing fine. And he's like, they mean you to be a leader, speaking about Varen and Alana. It is what you were born for, I think. So, like, here are, first off, let me make this statement, Aes Sedai manipulating the Taviran. Yeah. Then we have a Taviran taking up a place of leadership, and... You know, though we keep saying Dragon Reborn, you know, we keep saying that Rand is the man. You know, Ian has always been like, maybe Rand ain't the man. Maybe it's Matt. Well, I'm going to say, maybe it's Perrin. Like, we just don't know. They might all have roles to play. Exactly. Very they may different all become roles. kings in their own right. Shit, they might yeah. even oppose each other at certain points. At, like, what I'm seeing now is they might, there might be such poor communication, I'll say that. That they literally oppose each other at some point in the next few books. Um, Interesting. But it all needs to happen. Hmm. Like, yeah. So what do you think about this? I kind of running amok, having no idea what they're doing. That in and of itself would be irksome. I ain't even worried about Aes anymore. I'm at the point where what they know is insignificant. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... So at this point, as well, um, I just want to get your thoughts on this little. I would call it a skirmish. They call it a battle. It's it's not. It's a, it's a skirmish. Um, it is a lot of trollocs, but they it was are. It's made really, to look like a battle. Yeah, and, but they're really prepared. I mean, they they do a good job. I mean, they they line up their ranks and archers. I mean, a couple of them fire too early, and they tell them to stop and <laughs> wait. And it always um, happens. Yeah, and get and get in line, and um, and then they fire they had catapults, which is pretty freaking awesome. Um. You know, I mean, from with, a sleepy little village and with Aes Sedai magic rocks that blow up. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, I was hoping um, you would put emphasis mm-hmm. on that syllable because that's some yeah, good yeah. shit right there. Yeah. Some boom boom so, sticks. So it's a fun little little battle, I mean, but it's pretty much over before it starts um, with them being vict- victorious because they pretty much pepper the Trollocs with arrows and catapult yeah. explosive rocks and it's over. Uh, they didn't even reach the the, the picket lines or the uh, not the picket line, but the the stakes. Um, so we're not we're not at Amazon facility striking. They're not picket lines. It's picket line. Like, what is the fortifications? Um, 
down. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, the stakes. I know what you're talking about. So, the yeah, defense, yeah, yeah. Defense, defense, defensive line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they, they have, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, I love that moment where. I love that moment so, where everyone's celebrating and Perrin sees Tan's not celebrating. Now there are the borders. They're like, this was a test. Mm-hmm. Like, this Perrin was looked in the right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Everybody, yeah. Everybody else is celebrate. Yeah. Way too nice so what, to kill all of the to manage to get all of those Trollocs down when we know easy. they the murder the Trollocs could easily probably slash their way into the uh, village, but yeah, this was just, just bring numbers. Like, yeah. they could have easily waited till they had enough numbers to just absolutely destroy them. And we know we're so going to th- go forward before we come back. We do know that it, it's not like winning this battle means all the Trollocs and Merdor are killed. There's more in the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, right. if they actually wanted to, in one swoop, take Edmund's Field right now, they could have consolidated forces. They could have a primary attack. They could have flanked on other sides. Eventually, again, so- fast forward where our dipshits are cheering that they also saved the day but they didn't save the day they almost killed some cool ass people they could have actually come from that direction also yeah but they mm-hmm. didn't it was right. just a one time frontal assault with that's eh, a pretty good charge but not that big yeah so was this a test a distraction or was it something else maybe something to to make them think it's over uh that kind of distraction or distraction something else is going on or is it just a test of the defenses um Either way. I mean, either way, it doesn't matter because this is pretty freaky that they're willing to, quote unquote, waste this attack. Anyways, if yeah. it is a test, no matter what it is, this this is really kind of the first time we see the depths of the resources of the uh, I call it the dark side. Right. I know it's a little Star Warsy. But... No, I, I do the same. You're good. OK, right on. Because, I mean, holy shit, if you're just willing to do a frontal assault, like basically a, a very much a, you know, suicide mission. Operation yeah. Human Shield. Go. Yeah. <laughs> well, so if you're, if you're yeah. if you're willing just to sacrifice five hundred, how many are out there? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is that just pennies to you guys, you know? Yeah. But, right. Yeah. But then we have to go back to this little bit of fucked up knowledge that we have. There are some dark side <laughs> people, uh whether it be Forsaken, whatever, that are all about the just let's fuck them up. And then there's some that are like, no, let's, I have have different plans. Let's partner with them. Let's condition them. So as much as our Aes Sedai are trying to get Perrin to a certain point, there might be a Forsaken in this area that's like, I also need Perrin to get to a certain point before I can control him and use him for my own purposes and this might be or maybe they need this region i'm I'm focusing on perrin but it could be this region could be the emmons fielders whatever but the attack and loss from the dark side dark friend dark whatever also could have been on purpose to give them some uh uh to bolster them a little bit to get them to move in the direction they need to move to give them the the courage that they need and the inspiration they need whatever yeah. i mean there's so many twisted angles going on here like did the good guys win because the good guys win or did the bad guys win because the good guys won here 
I'm feeling the bad did, guys. Did they get what they want? I think the bad guys got what they wanted by the good guys winning here. Yeah. I have Yo, nothing to that's... base that on in the reading so far other than we know we have different type of forsaken that have different agendas. Some want to dominate. Some want to partner with. Some might even be willing to be submissive too, so long as in the end they, you know, are in a position of power. I fuck. I don't know, man. Book four out of how many? Fuck me. Yeah. I don't know. How many? How many books are there? I feel like 15. I always forget. Uh, fourteen, oh but there's a prequel. fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. I love that your book's ahead of us and asking the same questions. Every time it gets mentally complicated, I ask the same thing. I'm like, where are we? What is left? How much more? But they're only one book ahead of us. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, even then, we're only like That's 30 literally like chapters four ahead, months. technically. Yeah, right around the corner. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, four months. Either way, yeah, it happens. It's a it's an attack that that more from our perspective fails, but perhaps there's some uh, more things going beneath the surface. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> and yeah. parents showed up. Yeah, yeah. and the ch- and the chapter ends with the shouts being heard from the other side of the village, and that's how we end this chapter. So, any final thoughts or anything we missed or any questions you guys have for Tam? Tam is the Tam. man. Ham is the man. I love seeing this continuous development of the two rivers from the two rivers to Manetherin. I think we're, we see it a lot. And this is kind of that today's that today. This chapter was that big chapter of Agreed. they're ready. Like they are. the description yeah. of the wine spring in with all the weapons. Like it was beautiful. Such a good point. I, yeah. I think I'm glad like, you brought that up. Like, well, with this battle, like, I know we've talked a little military and stuff, and I think Dalen is exactly right, that we've seen this militia really kind of come together, and it reminds me, like, a long, long time ago when we were talking the Civil War, and we were talking, you know, North versus South, and kind of how it came to a head, and, like, what were the advantages, and honest to God, Two Rivers reminds me of the Southerners, of, like, yeah, it was a militia, but, hey, they are some Southern boys, they are farmers, they are fighting in their homeland, and that blood of their homeland coming alive right now is such a cool... I, I've revisited some things, like, throughout us reading of, like, checking back in with, like, what's when's the first time we've uh, talked about this and stuff? And it is. It's the first time it comes alive and you see it in action. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Eric, when do we see Tom come up on the unicorn? <laughs> Tom on the unicorn. Is it when he proposes to a Marine? <laughs> I believe. What's the name of their I love child? What's the name of their love child? They name it. They name it after Camelin, actually. Aguani City. No, it's a good chapter. So yeah, a good little cliffhanger too, because then it's like everything's all well and good. Trollocs, more Trollocs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And they hear shouts on the other side. So, <clears throat> any, anything before we move on? No. All right. Uh, so let's move oh, right. I got one. Up. Baba Booey. Up. All right. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so moving on. Hold to on. Wait, wait, wait. Did we give Sin Bowie shit last chapter for putting a kid on his shoulders and being? We did a little bit. We did a little bit. But yeah. we mentioned it. But did we give him shit for it? Not a, not a, not because enough. not enough. <laughs> right. So here's the thing. We were excited about. Oh my gosh, the old guy put a kid up. I was like, look, it's Perrin, Golden Eyes. We love him. But the last time Sin Bowie saw Perrin. What was we his? What was his plan? Oh, that mother, you get that that money. mother trucker. Worth something. Sin Bowie can still go. 
give himself an aneurysm by doing things to himself that would probably cause He's an old man to yeah. have heart troubles. Oh my god! Out of out of the entire cast of the show, the the actor who plays Sam Bowie is the only one that follows the Will Reads on Twitter. So. You know, um, can't talk too cruelly about him. <laughs> we love some booey. No, so far I'm not a fan. Prove me wrong, Robert Jordan, or I feel wait sorry for who's playing Sam Bowie because I'm going to hate you. Wait until you find out he's the Dragon Reborn, and oh, it could be. That's oh, a, it could be anybody, right? Book five to fourteen is Sam Bowie yeah. becoming the Dragon Reborn. Dragon Bowie. Dragon Bowie. Dragon Dragon Bowie. Bubba Bowie. Bubba Bowie. He's actually forsaken. He's just a really oh, bad, God. bad. Maybe he is. Oh, that's your first spoiler. Well, you know who's uh, mentor yeah. he is. Sorry to ruin the who's entire series for y'all, but yes, yeah, Sam Bowie is the dark yeah. one. Yeah, this is the dark Makes one sense. himself. Yeah, that's where the farts are escaping Sin, from. Sin oh Bowie is Pater's dad, and yep. <laughs> uh, so he's Pater's mentor. Sin Bowie's just father. old enough that like he can't help himself, so whenever he bends over to tie his shoes, some gas leaks out, and oh. the the dark one, the, the great Lord of the Dark, is like, well, that's where I'm gonna let my bubbles escape. I'm, I'm gonna oh shoot them God. towards him, and that's what it the is. Bubbles are evil, or just some of Sam Bowie's little wet parts. Yeah, Sam Bowie's the classic get off get off my lawn character. He's just the <laughs> old crotchety like, man. Like, get off my lawn. Can I get my football back? <laughs> Hell no. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I got 16 baseballs and 32 footballs and and six honey badgers from that that Matt boy over there. Get the fuck out of here. That annoying little twink over there. Yep. Sits in his so, rocking chair, waits for the next football. Yep, yep. So moving on to chapter 45. And then he sprints over with, uh, with <laughs> the tinker sword. <laughs> Full speed to go fuck somebody up, just to prove his point. What an oxymoron! Yep. The Tinker Sword. The Tinker's Sword. Ah. And we got a sunburst. The white cloak. Large symbol. shrimp. Military intelligence. Mm. Smart Allen. Yep. I thought it was good looking. Oxymorons. Alan. Good looking Allen. Oh, there's a lot of Allen oxymorons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So um, yeah. The Tinker Sword. Let's go. Let's go into that. So Perrin gets to the other side of the village. Sees smoke in the distance, realizes that it wasn't just uh, Evans Fielddale's attack, that there are farms that are torched. Um, yeah. and smoke to out. on the water. Fire in the sky. All right, we're done with this chapter. So, favorite some, character? Some deep purple. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, there's farms and fields burning somewhere. Uh, they're trying to pick out whose farms it might be. Um, but there's also a group of people coming in. Um, and they've stopped outside of town because there's people guarding town. And they and are tinkers. Who, who's, who's our two least favorite families? The, the, uh, the Coplins and the Congress. Yeah. So these mother peoples, Coplins and Congress, right here like, woohoo, pum, pum, pum. We done did it too. We we protected. Pew, pew, pew. We saved the world. Fuck you, Merka, ma'am. Pow, pow, pow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I and the, uh, they were okay. shooting at the most peaceful. Be- they like they might as well have been shooting at loyal. They were like, we yeah. accept the arrow. Right, like <laughs> it will be what it will be. <laughs> if they I had were- any question, so we've been semi-spoiled, semi. With these two families and Edmonds Field of being like the, sh- the shitty families because 
we've engaged with some people in the Wheel of Time community, and whenever the Coplins and Congers, when they come up, people roll their eyes. Yeah. So we have to read into it, right? Okay. They're they're not cool. Um, yeah, but they. I feel like they really solidified at this point. They're starting to solidify that douchebaggery. D- yeah, thank yeah. you, Chris. I was trying to be, I was trying to find I better words, you. but they're just uh, they're uh, fuck ups. Uh, uh. What? Yeah, they fully Maybe, knew they were shooting at people. They were just shooting the, shooting without knowing. Yeah. Have some trigger discipline. You got to know your target. I mean, come on, man. I've 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 taught I've taught eighteen year olds that they didn't know shit about life, like you know rules of engagement, and they. They they were there for they wanted to be a part of it without risking themselves. Yeah. So they hung out in the back, opposite of where the attack was coming from. Notice that's where they were. They were opposite of where the fight was, and then they shot at and took shots at something, someone, some beans that were absolutely no threat to them. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Yep. Um, Come I on. I just love when it's a little bit later, but when they let the tinkers in. Daisy Congar comes in and is just like, yeah, we're not letting these people in. Like, blah, blah, blah. Jump Sen, what do you think? And she tur- and Sen goes, so, parent, what do you think? You're just yes. going to see, and parent's like, you're just going to let these children get feasted on by Trollocs? And then Daisy turns around and goes, we would never let that happen. You know? Like, it's like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. <Apples>. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that was a good fast forward because, I mean, that's where all this leads to. There, were, there was the back and forth, the conversation of, oh, shit, tinkers, we can't, they'll steal stuff, and da-da-da-da-da, and yeah. they're horrible people. And then, the, I've had my issues with Perrin. Not big ones, but I've had some issues with Perrin. But there's some things you just boil down. Sometimes, look, man, I've made my own broths. I've simmered down hundreds of pounds of, of, uh, of shrimp uh, skin. Or what do we call them? Skin? Is it shrimp skin? Shells. 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 Shrimp shells. shells. They're shells. I boiled down hundreds, if not thousands, to make my own shrimp scampi. So I know what it takes to boil some shit down. But, um... Oh, my God. Where's I going with this? I don't know. I guess your recipe for shrimp scampi. That's what it is. No, it was shrimp etouffee. I don't boil stuff down for scampi. Shrimp etouffee, I do. No, I lost it. But uh, no. Yeah. no, you boiled. I, I don't know. So one time I had a crab boil, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the the point that you were trying to make is essentially that you had. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> take it. You got to take it. Of, you you have this group of people who need to be told exactly what to do. And they need to be told in a definitive manner, even though this shit's simple. Oh, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's all about decency. Mm -hmm. And if you have human decency and you realize that you're attacking a group of people that aren't doing anything back. And they're tinkers. They don't look anything like a trollic. Not even close. The fuck? And then on top of that, these are children. Yeah. Like, that was what was going through parent. Parent was just like. Are you are you seriously asking me this? Perrin made some no. like fucking his homemade etouffee. That's what he did. He boiled that shit down. Everybody was like, "Let's talk about the garnish. You need to put a lemon there. Put some goddamn basil on the plate. 
like scribble some sriracha around the corners. And he was like, he boiled that shit down. He was like, bro, sis, um, your etouffee going to be shit if you don't focus on the basics. Yeah. Yeah. These are just human beings right now. Don't mm-hmm. right now. Human beings. All right. Do we, are we kind to human beings? Yes, we should be. Otherwise you're a douche. All right, let's step it up. Yeah. When should we be defensive? Well, well, I mean, when they might hurt us or attack us. And then parents like, okay, so like the women and children here with no yeah. weapons. And even the men that are beat up with no weapons. These are the ones you're fearing right now, right? That we mm-hmm. should kick out? No. So if you want to be the asshole that kicks them out, fine. Go ahead. Say it. Yeah. Speak yeah. up. Nobody speaks yeah. Talk big. Talk big talk. Have big action, too. Be able to back it up, yeah. you know? At Etouffee. And, and they're they're all ashamed of themselves after after this conversation and prof, and rightfully so. Um, yeah. and, and they finally do let the tinkers in, um, saying you know, hey, we'll make room for you. It's already crowded, but you know, no one's gonna be turned away. Parent even makes a mark. No one's gonna be turned away at this point. Anybody yeah. see the shelter? We got we got you. We got you. But Alan, um, sorry, we're this is, we're in a derail kind of episode. So sure, I go hope for you, it. Okay, good. Um. So, what's worse? No, oh shit! What is it? Hold on, you might have to edit this out. Um, Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. You might have to help me here. Okay, you leaned in because I heard I, you, you heard. Boondock uh, I, Saints. I know Boondock Saints. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something worse than evil or bad people. It's good people that are indifferent or something like that. Uh, people that aren't willing to do anything. Um, yeah. Uh... He tells the story of like people standing around when somebody's getting stabbed to death, crying yeah, for help. So it's a famous story about like a New York woman that gets stabbed to death on the street, and everyone just thinks that someone else is going to call the cops, and because everybody thinks someone else is going to do it, no Nobody one ends up calling the anything. cops, and no one does anything. And the one thing worse than standing up to evil is not the apathy. It, it's yeah. apathy. So well, here's the thing. Nobody but the if, if Perrin no. did not speak up, so we're trying to. All right. I don't want to flash forward to everybody going, oh, my gosh, ladies, come here. Let me help you. Oh, kids, come here. Let me help you. Because that's what happened in a split Thank second. Thank you. Hold on. Ch- chat came through. The indifference of good men. The indifference of God. good men. Y'all don't know how hard, like, that shit hits. We can it have some offline me. conversations, but that's more important than, well, anyways. It reminds um, me of, um, sorry, real quick, that whole quote of, uh, there's a musical Into the Woods. Um there's yes. a character, the witch. She kind um, a lot of shit goes down, and she kind of chews um, the main characters out for kind of putting their own needs before everyone else, and not wanting to do essentially what was right. And there's a cut lyric where she says, "Do you want to know what's truly evil? Nice people's lies." And Oof. that's what it kind of reminds me of that. Um, and there's also the line of "nice is different than good." Like yes. the two rivers people are nice people. But sometimes they're not good people, and I think that exemplifies Bam. this. And I think we—it's this good cool. implies an obje- uh, an objective morality. The only the only person here that applies that is Perrin. Yeah. If Perrin wasn't there, then fuck all these people that were talking like, "Oh, come here, let me help you. Come on, come on." If Perrin yeah. didn't do that, they would have been cheering with the Congers and the fucktards, yeah. whoever these. People were like, oh, kick them out. Man, man, they didn't been in the background just cheering. Yeah. And I think it's this more 
as we get to know the two rivers more, it's like as I told Eric, we've started to peel back a little bit more of the mystique of the world as we continue on through these books. And the two rivers has gone from this, like, almost idyllic, oh, you know, they never knew violence except life. Yeah. And we're starting to see a little bit more of a darker edge to this little peaceful village, I think. You know, because it's like, okay, it's like, I it's bet you... It's a selfish would, peacefulness. Yeah. And I bet you Possibly. it would have been a thing if, if you said, okay, when did a tinker do this? They would have been, well, I didn't see it, but I heard it. And it's like, you... Not are enough. Not, yeah, it's like... I mean, what was the fall of Manethrin really all about? <laughs> Some tinker uh, coming. Death um, of... De- death of a... Death of the king? Death of... Uh, Amon and then Al-Khar the queen went... Fuck and shit hit the fan. Yeah, and did so I get that right? What events? Was, what events led up to that? It's no one, call, no one coming to the call. It was a trolley course. Yeah, and no, no one responded to the call. They all said they're going to come help, and no one did. Yeah, and why didn't they? I think there's lots what, whenever, of reasons. Let me, so, um, so the answer is whenever you Raffo? fake, whenever you, <laughs> whenever you fake coming, it doesn't work out in your favor. Just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finish, don't wondering... finish. It doesn't matter if you're if you're I'm... saying you're gonna come. You need to you concentrate and focus on it. And focus it. Yeah, you have to go. Yeah. Or look, if something but... happens between that, look, if you're the if you're on the way, if you're if you're about to come, and then something happens that distracts you, communicate. Right? Like yeah. let let the other person know. Hey, by the way. I'm coming. I know, I know it's I know it's two rooms over, but the TV's still playing, and my favorite episode of SpongeBob just came on, and I'm distract I'm distracted. It doesn't mean I'm done; it means I'm still coming. It's just going to take a little more effort and yeah, time. Personally, I just I, I just start speaking in the old tongue, and they they get it right away. Oh. I just start singing Goofy Goober, and that usually works. <laughs> and I usually go, "I'm a Goofy Goober nut." I reaffirm safe words and. Never, never, sorry. Go, Alan. This is but save yeah, me. the illusion Where of uh, hostile safety is kind of uh, hostile peace or something was the phrase that stuck out for me. So yeah, and I also um, want to point out a parallel. I know I'm jumping a little bit of head to the big kind of penultimate moment of this. We love chapter. head in this, mm, in yeah. this show. So just um, jump to when it. Aram takes the sword. Um, <gasps> Yes. Oh. The mm. moment with uh, mm-hmm. him and Ila, Isla, um, uh, when we read this, this first thing that popped into my head was this parallel of when Rand was in Ruidian and in the in the gra- glass crystal Terangrio, the second to last point of view that he got before the chapter ended was the split between the Daishan Aiel and the uh, Aiel, who would later become the Tinkers, like, further on, um, mm-hmm. where the point of view Aiel and a couple others went to go save a couple of Aiel who had been kidnapped, and it was the first time a Tinker took up the spear. And this abandonment of his grandmother kind of saying, I don't know who you are, Do I don't have a grandson anymore, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. And this pleading of, like, no, I am still Aiel, and, you know, Aram doesn't quite say I am still a tinker, but a yeah. tinker, but it's that same, like, I could have done something. I could have saved her, you know, and it's especially mm. like the death of his mother. 
hits Perrin really hard. And I also kind of got reminded of when Matt and Rand go down to Ruidian and the four wise ones, one of my favorite moments is where they put their cloths over their eyes and we don't speak to the dead that don't exist. The dead don't exist anymore. Giggity. Like, yeah. It's like that kind of through line of the Aiel, the different versions of the Aiel, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, again, like going kind of along that stream of thought, but looking at a different group of people, the Minethrin, we don't know, and, and we've been now raffled. We don't know what led to them being essentially abandoned. And it may have been this inherent arrogance that they seem to have, because now that they have taken up arms, and they've kind of started to, you know, feel the old blood boil in their veins. Yeah. Now we're seeing this group of people that, you know, to some level are pompous. And then they also quite literally need and desire leadership to an an extent that they never have before. And it occurred so quickly. And again, I don't know if that's the call the Tavirin or if that's just a nature that they had once abandoned because they were themselves were abandoned. Yeah. But you know, then it leads to the question, like, what happened between them and everybody else? And are we getting a glimpse here? Is it that others abandoned them because of their attitude towards them? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we have our tinkerers show up, and they're brought in, and they are housed. And I think Perrin... I'm not going to say makes a decision, but allows a decision to be made that's going to forever warp the relationship between really all people versus the tinkers. Like it's just reconfirming this idea that, you know, men other than ourselves want to war Mm -hmm. and do not mind the corruption of us if it meets their ends. Right. Yeah. We skipped over a whole lot there <laughs> before we get to the Tinker store part. Hit the highlights. Do it. So hi- highlights real fast. So Lord Luke shows up uh, after the fact with a Mergel head. Fuck him. Um, yeah, and puts on the stake. He's like, look what I did. And, oh, yeah, you guys have okay defenses. Meh, 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 meh. I guess you guys did all right. But look what oh. I did. Um, Nobody's a fan. Yeah, no one's a fan. a fan. Um, yeah, and Perrin tries to go off again, but realizes he's exhausted, goes back to the wine spring end. Um, and at this point, that's when him and, and Fayil have the conversation about him becoming a lord of the two rivers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, and him getting all pissed off about it, saying, like, I don't want to be a lord of the two rivers. I think they actually talked about, like, food and stuff like that. They're like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, because Fayil's coming out from baking. And she's he like, it's the first time ever baking. And, like, she's like, I baked Which food. And he's like, he's like, and he's like, well, I mean, what do you expect we're going to do? He's like, well, I expect our cooks to just make us food. He goes, and parents just like, oh, I forgot. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wish we had he was like, you know, my, my trappings in hunting isn't always going to feed us. So I'm glad you're learning how to bake. Yeah. I'm glad you're in the kitchen, well, woman. <laughs> and oh, she's well, like, man. yeah, she's yeah. like, uh, but the, she's like, I, I well, have obviously expectations. You're gonna be a lord. Uh, I have expectations to be taken care of oh here. God. And Based on my expectation, there will be somebody to cook and somebody to clean. And quite literally, all I'm going to do is just kind of sit here. Yeah. And he's like, the fuck? 
why would you think that? And she's like, well, think about it. When's the last time the Two Rivers has had anybody in charge? Hey, clearly we in the king. old bazaar. Hey, you, let us through. It's or, a brand new star. Oh, come be the first <laughs> on your block to meet his eye. Make Prince way. Perrin. Here he comes. Ring bells. Bang the drums. Y'all gotta love this guy. Prince Perrin. Prince mightiest hill. Perrin. Golden eyes. <laughs> Strongest ten regular men. Mightiest he. What hundred bad guys with swords. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba, da, ba, uh. I like golden yeah. eyes. Golden eyes brings and it back. And she's, she's trying to hook onto that. So part of me, again, 38, I've been through bad relationships and a shit fuck, like just painful marriage, all that jazz, right? So I've got baggage when I read this book. But um, part of me is intrigued about the Fayil parent relationship and then... Part of me is nervous about what or who Fayil might be, and if so, and if it is, is there some selfishness there? Is there something she's trying to tag along to and hitch a ride on? I don't right. want to be that so, asshole guy that assumes the worst in her, but like, I, he, what is so she? So we haven't seen we haven't seen many relationships yet in these books yet. I mean, you have you have Elaine and Rand, which is very much, like, not developed at all. We haven't it's even like, read the letter she sent him. We yeah. just know they're fucked up. It, yeah, it's just fucked up. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and and a lot of people in the fandom hate their relationship at the same time. A lot of people point out that it's probably the most realistic of all the relationships in the in, in, in these books. Um, between Fionn and Perrin, I mean, not that it's necessarily a good thing, but it's a very realistic, real-world example yeah. of a relationship. I um, really love Perrin but it has its issues. Ish. Oh, it does. 100%. Issues. That's where all, I am. All relationships have issues. Like, I get excited and about it. you're still it. in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Don't. yeah. <laughs> each, each one of them do something. Like, they do their normal thing, and I'm like, good, good, great. Oh, this is so great. And then Perrin will have a stupid Perrin moment, and I go, Perrin, the fuck are you doing? And then... She'll do something that is not cool, and I'm like, "The fuck are you doing? Like, just and, and then love one like, another." You will just like message some girl about like a post from ten years ago, and <laughs> oh, all right, you can bring that up now. You're only bringing that. Alan's only bringing this up because he knows that my current girlfriend, significant other girlfriend, is listening to these episodes. Oh my god. Uh, She's still in Eye of the World episodes, so it'll be a while before she gets uh, yeah. here. Yeah. So Thanks I just listening. Yeah. So I just I just yeah. So it's gonna be a while before you get that fight again. She You're welcome. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you, <laughs> Alan. At this point, you gotta know I love you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. uh, an asshole. There is a bit of passive aggression, aggression on both sides. I think you know in the beginning, Perrin is very uh, chivalric to a fault. I think. Like, with the whole bubble of evil, and then the whole, I'm going to the two rivers, and you are going to go away. And a lot of Fayil kind of going, well, I've taken care of myself by being a hunter of the whole, hero of the horn. And making Has she, way. though? I mean, she made her way to Saldea. To, uh, she made where... her way into company that has helped her survive along the way, but yeah. carry on. I think she's a little bit opportunistic. She's done some, She's she, but she's done some by herself, too. Yeah. A, yeah. I won't say 50-50 because I haven't done the math, but there's been both. I don't think there's yeah. anything nefarious in it. I think it's 
there's just a bit of an opportunistic, she's 16, 17, so a very immature kind she's of thing. She's on 16, going on 17. And I think, like, mm. she thinks she knows more, I think she knows about the world in theory because of the circumstances in which she grew up, and so I think... Stop, pause, stop. I don't want you Cover to, I don't want, listen. no, I don't want you to spoil us, and I respect you. I, I hope you're not offended by that, but, um... At this point, everything she's told us right. has been my daddy this, my daddy that, my daddy said this, my daddy said that, my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. It's a rap song my that would make me want to fucking I'm going to get an A. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Alan. Beautiful timing. I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> but that is literally a person we knew in high school. <laughs> Literally, so he's not even making that those lines up. As we walked away from our science fair backboards nervous on what we would get graded, the girl next to us was like, my daddy did my, my daddy project. Did my project. I'm going to get an A. <laughs> and she was confident because she knew that shit was true. And he did. And she did get an A. So, <laughs> I, and, and I mean, so, so far that's her the other thing that I, I I tend to forget about as we're reading, because of how rapidly things progress, their age always escapes me. Yeah, this is yeah. a teenage relationship, and we don't know how long the lifespan is because this is a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. that's kind of reverted and spun around and went in circles and, you know, follows the wheel. Right. How, how long do they live? I think, Is there a sense of longevity? I think normalized, I mean, cause you have, I mean, you don't have modern medicine, but you have eye. Yeah. Yeah. So as long so, as you're in big cities, I the, think the lifespan is pretty. So long. this is a teenage relationship. You know, the, it, it's teenagers leading armies. Sorry. It, <laughs> Continue. Quite literally, it's it's it is almost actually laughable to have, you know, an entire village dependent upon the thoughts of an eighteen-year-old who's still having like relationship issues yeah. with his you know high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Very much the couple that's making out in the hallway during passing period, and then on Facebook, it's like very the can't believe he was that awful what happened i don't even want to talk about it you can't even believe it there's that couple that breaks up every two three weeks like thought of him and you're like all right it's that late middle school early high school relationship yep yeah yep and i think again you kind of i kind of get it because again Perrin, matt and rand are like 20 and just leaving their village for the first time and experiencing women of different cultures. And yeah. so I think in Andorra and in Saldane are two completely different cultures. And I think parents struggling to deal with that in his, in as parent yeah. as way as possible. He's, he's still, so like when he describes, so he's telling people about Rand and how Rand's talking to this girl, Elaine, but he doesn't mention that Elaine's the queen's daughter because that yeah. would be. But the way he describes him, people are like, "Ooh!" And then there's also a mention of how, like, very clearly, Fael is with him, yeah, and he's with her, and she is very much a 
So while all this conversation is going on about Perrin being a lord, Aram shows up inside. And this is when Aram's looking around all the weapons and he's like kind of nervously looking at all Who's of them. He, turn, he turns, to, turns to Perrin. He's like, Who, whose spears are these? And Perrin's like, now, um, so, Okay, so this is where I kind of got excited. Yeah. It was like quickly like bashed and I was very angry. But I got excited for a moment. I thought maybe there was like recognition. Like these spears. I know this writing on these spears. Because they're old weapons pulled mm-hmm. out of somebody's attic. Like for a minute I was just like, please let Aram like be like smart, if anything. <laughs> and he's like seeing some script on the shaft of the spear. Oh. He's like rubbing the shaft <laughs> and like the clearing rubbing off the, the dust and you know, mm-hmm. pulling out the oil and like shining it up and two and a half degrees. You know, <laughs> Giggity. But no, um, he just wanted to play with it. Yeah, and so he's looking at them like, who does he belong to? And like, uh, anybody who wants to defend themselves. And he's like, okay. Continues to walk around, goes to the barrel full of swords and pulls a sword out. And Perrin's literally like a cartoon jaw to the floor. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, eeny, meeny, miny. Mo, I'll take this one. I'll take this one then. <laughs> and right as he does this, Isla comes down the stairs and is like, "What the f- are you doing?" Hellified timing, <laughs> bad timing. Of yeah. all the people that could come down. All right, but really grandma. though, so Alan, you didn't go over predictions, so I'm gonna give you a chance to go over that now. Do you want to go over predictions? Uh, you predicted that uh, that a tinker would get uh, Aram. I think you said Aram specifically. Yeah, he said Aram. Yeah. Specific, specifically. Or, yeah. So this is where I'm, I don't know if I'm starting to learn Jordan style, but he was just written differently from the other tinkers in this group. He had a different vibe, yes. a different style, a different feel. He was more interested in Egwene. And initially we thought about just he's interested in Egwene because, you know, cute chick comes in, da da da. But he's just interested in everything but the way of the leaf. And we don't know why, but. I had a vibe that he'd be the one to split. I didn't think it'd be like this absolutely soon. Swear to God, I didn't read ahead. Yeah, but he's yeah. he's splitting. Yep, and he pulls the sword up, and um, Ma- Grandma starts to get really pissed off, and Perrin actually steps in and is like, any man who wants to defend himself has a right to defend himself. And, yeah. You know where he stands on second? You know why I glazed over this part? The, the first... Uh, so... I've had multiple children, some adopted, but my first biological child. Uh, do you know his name? Your first one? Yes. River? River. Do you know his middle name? No. His middle name is Michael. That's only important because, well, Michael was my brother's middle name and it was a nod to my brother. However, River is not a Catholic name. It's not a biblical name. My grandmother, who is through and through Catholic, was like, holy shit, why did you name this child River? Like, I have to go through all these seances or indulgences or whatever whatever the fuck people do to get people in heaven that don't understand heaven. She was doing all the things. She's like, I won't go. She refused to, to the day of her death, she refused to call him River. She called him Michael. 
because that was his middle name and Michael was a biblical name. So you got to, and so Alan, also, you've met Berber a couple times, right? A couple times. Good dude, right? Just mm-hmm. just a good freaking dude, right? So how much credit do I give to my grandmother's version of what is what is and what isn't and what should be and what shouldn't be? Zero. She gets, I love my grandmother. Rest her soul and all that jazz, what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She's in a good place. But yeah, her version of what is and what isn't, what should be and what shouldn't be. I had my grandma walk down the stairs and said, drop that. Wait, it was she fell down the stairs like Perrin and <laughs> Fael and you're laughing? Yep. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I had my grandmother came down the stairs and said, drop it. I would hot potato. It would have been out of my hands like yeah. that. Oh, no, I, I still you. don't have a tattoo or a piercing to this day. I love because her. Because she will not allow it. I love her. Uh, and I'm talking to my mom's side, grandmother. Well, both sides, but that's dad's side's a different story. But mom's side, she was very, <laughs> she was a strong presence in our family. But w- once she got hung up over the naming of my son and the refusal to call her by her, call him by his name, that's when I went, well, clearly your ideals are fucked up. Also, we, we also had conversations early on about like, you know, helping humanity and, even in their small, I don't want to. I bring that one. That'll offend people. My grandma, no, but I, I, my, I'll my grandma just like to fuck with people. That's what, that was my grandma. She just like to fuck with people. Like we got to lunch with her, and like she wasn't old and senile, sharp as a whip before she passed away. It wasn't until like the last like three days, and then she turned for the worst and passed away three days later. But That's she, the way we to got go. to, we would go out to lunch with her, and like literally, she would ask the waitress like, like, do you have any bananas? And they're like. Oh, we'll go check for you. And they'll go back in the kitchen and come back. And like, actually, we do. Would you like to order bananas? Like, I don't like bananas. I just want to know if you had them. <laughs> like, like, That's beautiful. That was my grandma. She yeah. just like mess with people all the time. <laughs> so my, my point is, if you're, if, well, if you're at that age, well, I don't want to make too much of a point. We're not trying to talk about politics and current and past leadership and the fact that people who shouldn't be driving cars by themselves because I don't trust their decision-making or their vision uh, are leading a country. But, you know, we're not going to bring... I'm, I'm not going to bring that up. And I'm not going to focus on this president or the last one or even the one before that. Although the one before that, when he threw the first pitch, it technically was a strike, but it was a slow one. Anybody would have hit a homer off that. <laughs> if you go back and look at it, anybody who hey, was anybody that played baseball could have... Crank that shit over the fence. However, at least at least at least he threw it straight. <laughs> it was right, but but then we had a gymnast that did a backflip and a cartwheel and still hit the catcher's mitt, and that was pretty cool too. Sorry, I don't, huh. somebody take over. Help me. So just to help you out, <laughs> where um, are you going with this? You know, when when Granny came down the stairs, you had essentially three different ideologies going here. You had. The old way of the tinker, which is you should not even touch a sword. And then you have Arams, who which, who essentially... Wasn't the old way you like, shouldn't touch a nothing? The old way yeah. was the way of the leaf, was it not? It was yeah. the way you leaf. shouldn't so, touch a nothing. Shouldn't touch nothing. So then, but then you have Aram, who is now... But the you touching know, the sword is channeling, double, double channeling, dog Triple dog Darian. Uh, he's channeling the... I said die in him. Yep. 
What do you mean by that? Please define my good friend. You know, we know that the moment the tinkers were pushed in different points in history, they did pick up the spear, the sword. Push comes to sub. They did handle business. And then you have, so it's like you've got your traditional and then you've got your, you know, progressive and then you have your liberal who's like any man who wants to and man being person in general that wants to defend themselves should be able to pick pick up a sword. And yep. the fact that Perrin had weight over the Tinker's decisions even, you yep. know, that, that was pretty powerful because he established some authority over a multitude of groups in that moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And Perrin goes and tells him to go see find Tam to train because he says I don't know anything about swords. Go find Tam. I love you. that part. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, a very heartfelt moment. Tam too. And if this goes on screen, I I hope they play it out, and I hope they build Perrin up to this because Perrin does. Perrin has Perrin touched a sword at this point? No. Perrin's no. had axe, hammer, and bow, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. So He's play up Perrin to this point. And then, da 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 da, great general, da 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 da, I am Perrin. And then this guy comes up and is like, I want to learn the sword. And Perrin goes, Actually, that's not my forte. Go see that guy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So let's, let's, let's keep moving on. So as, as we get past this scene, Bran walks in and says, White trucks are approaching. Um, you see the white cloaks coming. And it's led by good old Dane Bornhold, our favorite white cloak. Um, good old Dane. He's my favorite white cloak, at least. Wait, Bornhold <laughs> is or Dane Bornhold? <laughs> well, Jeffrey's dead, so Dane. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the previous Bornhold, I was a fan of. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this uh, uh, this moment Get it, to interrupt. Eric. I've, I've left my I've left my girlfriend waiting uh, after cooking dinner for a second, so oh. I'm going to cut out. Do what you gotta do and enjoy the homemade dinner that she made. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. No, Eric, oh, I appreciate don't apologize. you coming. Like, thank you so much. Said, it. Oh yeah, thank you guys for uh, letting me on. The only final thought I have is uh, with taking of the sword and everything is. I love how much culture and pseudo religion we have in this series, even like so far, like just it's very rich. And I, I very much appreciate that, that it's not, you know, homogenized white mm-hmm. Catholic, white Christian across the board. I yep. really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. Bye. We love you. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Bye, Eric. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Dane is shit face to the wind. And yeah. Reading this section with them, I'm like, I hate the white folks so much. Yes. Yeah. I, it's very our way is the correct way. Like when they're like, oh, Perrin helped us fight these Trollocs. And they're like, mm, how convenient of you guys that you managed to get these uh, defenses up. And it's like, gee, our fucking villages are being raided. Do you think maybe we should have just sat on our butts and waited for y'all? Yeah. Like, so it's. Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, and agree with that 100%. I got to reach out to Chris, and I feel like this is a tipping point for me with the White Cloaks. I've suspected it before, but I feel like I know it now, where low-level White Cloaks might be brought into it with the, for the light, for the light, yeah. If you're, like, we're so absolute. If you're you're not for us, you're against this sort of thing, and that makes sense for the lower-level people. But as you get further up into the hierarchy, 
that might be dabbling with the politicians that might be influenced by our dark friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I'm at the point where I feel like when white cloaks go to war, the, the, the lower enlisted (laughs) that die, I really feel bad for them. But the higher ups that get schlacked, I'm like, you had that shit coming because you had an opportunity to either, you know, actually, actually live by your creed or not. And we know that Dane is well, not. Like when Dane has talked about we're at a tipping point with him, I think. I think so, too, because we, we don't know. He like doesn't he, know is the key. He doesn't know. He thinks he knows. But he's not sure. But he's got bad intel. So ignorance is bliss. Well, I feel like there was a moment, I think it's earlier in the prologue or like somewhere, where we see Dane Bornhold and we hear how he likes to sit at the inn on Watch Hill and just be around that you kind of get this idea of this just lonely person. You talking about me? <laughs> Who are we talking about? I feel exposed. Dang. Yeah. So I, I I do completely agree with what's being saying here. I do feel like he's on a tipping point and I think the one thing we know is that battle solidifies the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Here's what I am feeling coming into this. The newborn hold does not like uh, Pat and Fane, or what is he going? More death or or, or, or death. What's his What's his name now? Oh, yeah, more Fuck him. Fuck him. Whatever his name is. Yeah, we know he doesn't like Ordeath. And Perrin knows about the peddler, uh, Pat and Fane, Mordeath. And what is now Ordeath. And I feel like what's coming together here is an... I got some... uh... Should be good now. Okay. So what's coming together here is with with the the agreement that's made, jumping ahead, but that's what we're doing tonight, Alan. You just need to roll with it. The agreement where the White Cloaks get to come in and nobody's going to threaten them and they're going to help with the defenses in Edmunds Field... And Perrin's not going to go anywhere, so they know where he where he is. There's going to be opportunity for, hopefully, Jesus, dear God, hopefully there's opportunity for conversation and there's communication. We're at a precipice where there might be an allegiance, an alliance between one of our main characters and the White Cloaks. Agreed. It could happen. Agreed. I know it's a tough one to overcome because this is this dude's dad. Not, not if you want to have a full-on army. But that's what I'm saying. I So if this guy's worth a shit, you can sit down with somebody else and realize even if he was the one to kill your dad, but it was on bad intel or just, uh, just a horrible situation— yeah. If you're of the right mind, you could sit there and think about it and be like, okay, I understand why you made that decision and why you and your people killed my father. I know that sounds horrible to accept, but if you're objective enough, if you're a good enough leader for your cause and you, you can see the reasons why that decision was made or whatever, then you can still make an alliance with that person. There could still be peace. Yeah. But if the truth actually comes out here and it's believable, it's even better than that. There could be a good alliance here. 
And I think it doesn't help that Dane's being fed all this information secondhand. Like, true. He, and I feel like he's being pulled from two different ends. From Jarrett Byer, who I'm sure has had has had nothing but terrible things to say about Perrin. Truth. And then by Ordiath, who has said, yeah, I, like, who, like, in that opening chapter of Shadow Rising was talking about, has had Dane's men killed whenever they go on raids. And he's like, oh, it's accidents. And yep. Dane even makes a mention of it when he says, watch, uh, Taryn Ferry is gone. And he said, yeah, a bunch of my men are gone. Like, yep. And Dane can't do anything about it because fucking uh, Ordiath has orders from Pedra Nile, who said he's in charge. So really, he has he's being squeezed on both ends, and it's manifesting in his drinking. And it's like there's only one way he can go, you know. And I think Robert Jordan has painted a world where he said things are not so black and white as we once thought. Things are not like the story. Nothing is so far. And I think, Nothing. And I think uh, an alliance is, it seems like there's going to be an agree to disagree. At least up. in the near future. Because, Hopefully they expand yeah, on that. Like, That's what I'm hoping they expand on that. But in the near future, they have a common enemy. Because I, I think it's an interesting, it's a complicated, uh, dynamic of agreeing to disagree with someone because at the end of the day we don't agree with i don't agree with what you're saying but for the greater good which is ultimately what dane is fighting for that's what he wants to rid the world of dark friends of and have everyone walk in the light it's just the way that he and the other white cliffs go about this ideology of not letting anyone have a say it's us versus them when it's really should be just a, there's some things that we agree on. No, we don't agree on dark friends. So let's eradicate that, you know? But then you have to define dark friends. Definitions are important. Look, I, I did yeah. debate in high school. I was a master debater. You might think that's a joke, but that's the real deal. Uh, policy debate, Lincoln Douglas. Uh, I won states one year running. Because I only did it for a year. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you this. Definitions are important. You know how I started my debates? In the first half of all the time I was allotted, the first half of my time and my initial argument was spent defining words. You know why? Mm. And stripping. Oh, and stripping. That happened later. Yeah, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Once in a small room in front of six people, and then eventually <sighs> in front of the entire auditorium of the whole yeah. school. That was but, your whole argument. But I won because oh I didn't stop until the principal made me stop. The point is, <laughs> I defined the words that I was going to use up front. And if they did not make a good argument against the definition, then I own the definition of the word. Defining words is important. Words are important, but what they mean is mm -hmm. important. And how you interpret yeah. them is important. So... Anyways, yeah, Alan distracted me, but that's what I meant that's by good. that. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um, yeah. So, and then also while Dane's going up to the, you know, all all the infielders and saying that pairing this, pairing that, Lord Luke kind of interjects in and is like, "Do you have Ordeath with you? <laughs> like, no. what does that have to do with anything right now?" I was like, mm -hmm. "I need Defensive. to know. Do you have Ordeath with you?" Yeah. Um, 
and they 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 shrug it aside. I mean, they they don't answer really. It's like, no, he's not with us. Why does it matter? We're talking about Perrin right now and how yeah. he killed my father. Um, but just wanted to see what your thoughts were with Lord Luke asking about good old Pat and Fane. Yeah, because I don't think we've had any inclination that he's known about Ordith. He's never mentioned exactly. This is where the so we we found a Forsaken who is like we're just gonna fucking kill everybody and I'm gonna be in charge. And then we have like Landfair who's like, no, I want to partner up with Rand and we can reign together. And then even within her arguments, she's like, oh, but I I know a Forsaken who might train you, Rand. And then when we're when we're done getting you trained, we can fuck them off. But like, so oh, yeah. that kind of put in my mind, there's a gradations of things. There's different forsaken that have different plans and different levels and different thresholds and whatnot. Right. Which if you consider that there needs to be a forsaken that's down on this end, that's very fucking wishy-washy. And yeah. I feel like Lord Luke could still be a forsaken, just not like any other we've run into before. He might be yeah. a wishy-washy motherfucker that he might be the guy that has nothing to live for, die for, or live forever and the ever after for. And he's just like, I'm a just, I'm a, I'm just here to stir the pot. I just yeah. want to, I want glory where I can get it and where I can't, I'm going to walk away. If I don't see glory, I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> and then when glory don't happen, I can go, the fuck y'all do, bro. But when glory's yeah. available, he's going to go, and there I was. Yeah. He's just so wishy-washy. Do you think, um, well, going on that, if Luke is a Forsaken, do you think Ordeeth is interfering with his kind of long-term plans? Oh, yeah. Ordeeth, uh, Lord Luke, and God forbid, so I feel like Landfear is still pretty focused on Rand. God forbid Rand turns his gaze towards Edmund's field. Landfear, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Landfear. What did I say? You said Rand. Whatever. Yeah. Well, one one in the same. They're at this point. I think she's tied to his hilt. Um. Yeah, she might get involved also, but yeah. I um. He's. We also we 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 also uh, breezed over the comment about Terran Ferry, which I thought was hilarious because they're like, you know, we can be here to protect the villages. Do you know one of your villages was destroyed? Like, was it Watch Hill? No, Watch Hill's fine. Was it Devon Ride? I don't know anything about Devon Ride. What was it then? Was it just like Terran Ferry. I was like, oh, we don't care about Terran Too far. Okay. Too far. They literally <laughs> were just far. like, meh. Okay. But that's a good thing. In a way, it's so when you, damn it, this is where alcohol is a problem. I, so there's good things about being educated about the world beyond you. And so I'll give an example. Um, and I might be judged by this, but there are good things to this. I promise you, you just need to go down there and experience it yourself. Um, right now I'm in, I'll call it the heart of Virginia near Richmond, influenced by Hampton Roads and Northern Virginia. Uh, before this, I was living in Lower Alabama. And y'all might think, yeah. Lower Alabama, them hicks, they don't know nothing. Pshum, pshum, pshum. Yeah, but they were prote- they were protected from the way our country has progressed in a lot of the negative ways, and they've slowly accepted the ways 
we've progressed in the good ways. If that makes sense. A lot of people, I think there's a bit of isolation there. Oh, very much so. And I think not a bit, a lot. You're right. Yeah. And I think, you know, well, like I had friends who grew up in Eastern Kentucky and I think, and I had friends who grew up in small towns in Ohio. And I think, I think what you were trying, what I think you're going to say is you're on it there. I think like ignorance is only hampered by further ignorance by people not wanting to embrace each other's views. I think if you, if I, a West coast liberal sort of dude discounts someone from Virginia or from Alabama or from the South, because maybe my perception is not there, then I think that's, regression in a negative way so i would say there is uh, without getting too <sighs> about the politics politics of it there's a lot of the politics of where i was in lower alabama um that represented at that po- at that point it's changing but at that point it represented a lot of alabama There was a lot of stuff I didn't agree with. I felt like they were too slow to catch up. And by too slow to catch up, understatement. However, it protected you from getting too swallowed up by the so forward thinking and so forward influence that maybe you were going in the wrong direction. Uh, And I don't want to – this might be a bad example relating to Edmonds Field – but I, I, I guess my point was I feel like Edmonds Field was in a good place in their, their being disconnected from the rest of the world and being so yeah. isolated. And we, we, we can make a laundry list right now of all the things from book one where Edmonds Field is fucked up. And yeah. uh, we've done it. And we, we can go back and do it again. However, right. and I think- they haven't... I think they didn't realize how backwards they were until they saw some progression. They were they were backwards on a lot of shit, but I feel like right. they're being. Like, I've always joked that Evans Field never saw a gay person before. Oh, well, yeah. like it's that sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's that sort of thing where it's like when you're in it, you don't realize it until you've come out, and that's what happened with like a couple of my friends from these small, insulated little towns where they grew up there, and then they go somewhere else and they see the influence of the world, and they go, oh. Wait, this should have been okay, huh. like, forever? Like, why is this... Why wasn't this okay my whole life? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, so, in essence of time, let's go ahead and get this uh, episode wrapped up. I'm oh, sorry. So, uh, well, a uh, parent opens Dane Bornholtz's pants and says, all right, let's fucking yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, let's fucking yeah. do it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. the, the, the chapter is so pretty much his, his parents saying that, like, yeah, I'll call your bluff. You come and help us. If, uh, if, it's wrong, if I'm wrong, you can take me away. If not, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it then. But until then, until the Trollocs are defeated, um, you can't do shit, and we're gonna we're gonna do this shit. It's a huge gamble on parents because he's no Matt Coffin, and he doesn't have luck on his side, and he's gonna have big house slippers to That's fill. She said. if he thinks his mm-hmm. uh, Tefiran influence can get to the white. But if it will, it will. The wheel weaves as the wheel wills. But I think it's like the uh, know thy enemy is parents' greatest rule to learn. Because really, Dane and 
Jarrett Byer and all the White Gloves are wild cards right now. He knows he, they dislike him, but he doesn't know how loyal they are to their word. Yeah. Oof. Well, and, uh, hold on. Let me see if he's still up there painting because he's painting one of my bed. Loyal. <laughs> Loyal. No, he's coming. Can you hear the? He's coming down the stairs. Loyal. How is it that parents going to get away with this shit again? Oh, well, why did you interrupt me? It's it, it's the same answer. It's Taviran. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Uh-oh. Don't. No, no. Not a second coat. Just one coat. I can't afford that much paint. Just... <laughs> Yeah, no. It's okay. I don't care. It doesn't need to be perfect. We can't. Do you okay. want the high gloss? No, we're do we're doing we're doing a we're doing a semi gloss. What about in the bath in the bathrooms? The and he just wants it to be perfect. It's bro, well, it's okay. at this, at this, what about the what? What this, about the wine scotting? So that's how that's how we pretty much end this chapter. So this is deals made made, yeah. and yeah, we end with that. So um, at this point, Ian's wasted. Chris, I think, is asleep. No, I'm still waiting. Okay, I was wasted <laughs> five minutes into this. I was and, trying uh, to. I was going to so, take this chapter until Dalen's vibing, and I will now read chapter five of the Fires. Yeah, so let's let's so, go. Let's go to fair so characters. Let's go to fair characters. Who's first? Chris. <laughs> yeah, let me let me go last tonight. Okay. My favorite character of this chapter. I don't really have one. Of these chapters? Of these chapters, like they were, there wasn't any one character that stood out and did anything for me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Perrin really didn't accept the fact that he's a leader. The people put a lot of expectations on him. And Fayil was just there. Like, (laughs) nobody really excited me. Um, what's what the tinker grabbing the sword <laughs> was the only moment of excitement I really had in these chapters. Okay. And I think that was for the wrong reason. I thought in my mind, something magical was going to happen. Either again, there was some recognition of some writing or like the ability to fight was more inherent than we realized. The minute he got the sword, it became a natural thing. Like I know that's not the case, but I wanted it to be. So if I had to pick somebody, it'd be him just because he stepped outside of his comfort zone, way outside of his comfort zone, and he knows that he'll be shunned by his people, but he chose action over nothing. So, sure. Was it Arm? I hate saying the name. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Ian? Dalen, you got a favorite? Um, This is a little bit of... I have two. And this is a little bit of bias. I love Fayil. Yes. Like, I, she's a very complicated, very nuanced character, but I love what she does for this world a little bit, you know? And I think she's who Perrin needs at this time, you know? Um, at this then, time, keywords, Fayil goes away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also Perrin... Perrin is very low on my list of like of the Emmonsfield five. He's always been down low, even during my first read. And even during now, he's still not my favorite, but I, I saw he has a very dry sense of humor and that came out a little bit. So I'll give it to uh, Perrin and Fayil as my favorites. Um, yeah. Okay. Ian. 
Where's, yeah. where's my Kenley? Billy, Billy. <laughs> oh my God. Hugh, Jared, Tim, Kali, Tevin, Haral, Hod, Bubeck, Preston, Bubeck. Nelson. What? Those are my names. Okay. <laughs> Those are my characters. Okay. They get tonight. Gotcha. <laughs> so next time on the Wheel Rates, <laughs> we'll be coming two chapters, not three. Um, so just two. Uh, we'll be doing Veils and The Truth of a Viewing, which, by the oh, way, oh, I am oh. super excited about. You, you've said um, that. You said it. You, you, the truth. That's the chapter where, huh, huh, uh-huh, 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 yeah. Alan actually told Chris and I before we, we recorded tonight, he's like, let's just get through this so we can get to the next two chapters. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he told me when he asked me and Eric to be on. He's like, we're, we really don't care about you guys being on. We just need it. We just he's, need it. Uh, sure, sure. That's why we... The uh, truth of Have we set a record yet? What's our record so far, Alan? So what do you, what do you think Time of us? Oh, to two o'clock in the morning with wheel takes, man. Like, Shit, we, that's yeah. right. Yeah, no, we're not even close. Oh, to Daylin, <laughs> let's keep spitting. You ready? Let's do this. I'm sorry, no, I failed no, you no, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not doing that again. <laughs> um, yeah, truth. Uh, the truth in, of a viewing. Um, so, what do you guys think about that one? I mean, veils is veils, but veils is veils. But what's, what's the the symbol? Truth of I a viewing. Know. Oh wait, we're so, talking about men now with viewing. Are we jumping back to men? Fuck no, no. I'm not even gonna look. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Screw you, <laughs> Jordan. I don't know if we're friends or not, but I'm enjoying your books. Truth of a viewing is really loaded because we know Vin. Men sees many things, but the last time we spoke with men, she was talking of the White Tower being taken down. But we also know a black tower exists because they've been on our show. So it is a, is it a is it a different tower or is it the same tower just it went from white to black? You know, the White House used to be gray, now it's white. You know what I'm saying? And you, you know you know what yeah, happened to make that happen? That. The British fucking burned it down. <laughs> and we built it up again and then repainted it. Well, th- thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, Dalen. And Eric, who was on earlier, <laughs> yes, uh, had to leave yes. a little early. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, how can they yeah, find they you, uh, Loyal's uh, Book Club? How, how can you guys be Loyal's found? Book Club, we have a Discord server. The invite is probably somewhere on the server, but I can repost it. Um, we are on Instagram at Loyal's Book Club, on Twitter at Loyal underscore S. Um, and we are trying to be more consistent with our recordings. We're recording every Wednesday. Uh, and uh, I know this is be old news, but uh, tomorrow we have the Way of the Leaf Boys. So that's going to be super fun. That's going to be fun. <laughs> they are the best. <laughs> Prepare to be I'm distracted, so but enthralled yeah, at the same time. The time. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I need to figure out uh, video stuff because, yeah. I don't know. It's we've fun. All just, we've just done audio, so I'll figure it out. Yeah figure it out um yeah so how we can be found we can be found at the wheel reads everywhere twitter instagram tiktok facebook um youtube all those places you just search the wheel reads you'll find us um also on all plot- podcast platforms also our website is the wheel reads.com our email address is the wheel reads at gmail.com um so we can find all those places um you can buy our merch we have merchandise for sale you can find those links through our website also you can find links to our discord um you can join it Hang out with us. Uh, 
it's um, a lot of fun there. Um, we have lots of first-time readers, and we enjoy all readers, whether first-time or veterans. So come on in. Uh, you'll get a warm welcome, and it, it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, like I said, merch you can buy Patreon. We talked about that early in the episode, but there's tons of benefits you get from that. Um, I think it's worth benefits. it. Friends, benefits. Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Nothing's yes. ever gone wrong with that scenario. No, never. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I made into a really bad Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis movie. <laughs> or was that the, no, it was friends with benefits and no strings attached was the Justin Timber, like Natalie Portman mm, one yeah, that got released right, within right. like the same couple of months of each other. Yeah, <laughs> Confusing. That's a scary combo. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, come support us. Um, also you can just listen to us, support us. Uh, we do enjoy just you guys listening to us. So feel free to share it with your friends, uh, rate us on any platform you listen to us on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or any of the 5 billion other, uh, porn platforms out there. Um, <laughs> no, we're not on Pornhub yet. Razors. <laughs> that, that's my goal. I want to insert just enough shenanigans where Pornhub goes, yeah, they might like this content. <laughs> they, they, might, they might be okay Only with this. Fans. Uh, yeah, so my find us almost everywhere. So um, <laughs> she would be. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for this week. So until next time. Peace. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. I fucking love the K okay, bye. It's it gets me every time. You've done it multiple times and I giggle every time. Thank you for listening to the Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, recording. Cool. That was a weird countdown that time. Six, one, two. Oh, yeah, I was all over the place. (laughs) Oh, I I had equal parts confusion and anxiety. (laughs) Wait, what? Oh, okay, that's nice. Wait, why are we so far back? What? Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it a count up or count down? What are we doing? Looks like everybody's internet's starting to catch up. Yep, looks good. Yep, okay, cool. Everybody's uploading. What's the chapter number? What are we at? Uh, 40-ish. 43? 43. 43. Okay, and I'm, I'm sorry. I had that push-to-talk situation happen again. Am I okay in the Discord? Check one, check two. Uh, we'll do mic checks on Discord. Um, okay. All right. Can, like, can everybody hear everyone? Can you hear me? Can you hear Alan? Yes. Everybody ta- Oh, I'm talking about Discord. Can Discord hear Alan? <laughs> and we all hear each other. We know that. And, th- and then after Discord you don't hear Alan, can you hear Ian? Because Ian's Sorry, talking now. How's that yeah, sound? Yeah, yeah. Chris, talk. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Eric, talk. I'd like to get up in person. Hello, guys. I'm going to drop it down like Chris did. Check one, check two. Double yeah. the bass. And then Dalen. <laughs> howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Howdy, 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 why are you howdy, flashing howdy. gang signs, Yes Dalen? to all. Yes to all. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Good everyone. This episode well, is I'm drinking, just scatting. Uh, that's <laughs> pretty much every episode we do. Um I'm drinking some mango trulies right now. Um but I'm almost empty, so I'm gonna switch over to some watermelon kiwi. Um, so I have a tequila sunset. Because it's all I'm gonna do to right now. Thank you. I've got it's a vodka mule. 
by Devil's Backbone, but I'm also working in Orange Smashes, also by Devil's Backbone. Eric, can you talk again? Eric, can you talk again? Check one, check two. Discord, can you hear me? Check one, check two. All I'm waiting for response. <laughs> That's great. Most most people in our generation don't even have a checkbook. Uh, nothing. Like, you got nothing on there. No, Eric. Uh, All right. Let me go. Uh, uh, Eric on Discord. Settings. I'm drinking settings. settings. Yeah. Make White sure it's Walker. on. Make sure it's on voice activity. We can figure them power couplings. I'll refill. Okay, I'll refill this. So uh, how about power now? break? But. You're muted on Discord now. Okay. <laughs> Unmute yourself. All right. So it's good. Okay. I'm gonna try one thing Those real quick, and then buttons. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe the problem, and maybe we can put our heads together and figure out what's going on. So I'm doing the same. Okay. Ian, have you had anything to drink yet? All right. Do, 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 Am I still muted? You'll have on to talk to Alan. Discord. Yeah, you might have to reconfigure. So you might have to like exit out of Discord and, ex- and come back into the live channel. You know, what? I'm gonna like, do that. Close it out. Okay. Come back in. All right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if you plugged in earbuds after you already open discord you might have to go in your settings and make sure it's trying to go through the correct input input yeah gotcha it, okay. it, discord's weird like that sometimes it'll just switch on you uh-huh all right so here's what's it's here's nice. what's happening i'm joining the live channel uh and then i'm clicking unmute when i click unmute it says push to talk required and i either have switched oh, to push that's to my talk that's or... oh hold on i can do that i can change that See, Hold I knew on. Alan would know. Because you don't want to mute. You want to be deafened. I want to be deafened. You don't want to I don't want to be muted. So I just, a- I just added you to this, so that's probably why, because I didn't change. Yeah. Cause it's a new setting where it automatically, so use voice activity, save changes. Now try it. All right. Check. Now talk. Check, check, check one, check two. Discord, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, Fixed man. it. Thank <laughs> victory in oh, Discord, so my savior so forever. And by the way, you are so right. I would rather be deafened rather than muted. Like just in general, as like a life thing. If it's a, if it's a, would you rather? <laughs> sure. I, I, I think I would. Yeah. Because ninety percent of the people that talk to me, I don't want to hear them, there but I guess. want everybody to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I have selective hearing at this point. <laughs> there you um, go. There we I'm go. like a beagle. I can just shut out noises I don't want to hear. So, oh, nice. If you guys just oh, see beagles. me blanking out for like 30 seconds, I've shut you guys out. <laughs> yeah. So I've owned a beagle that was stubborn even for a beagle. So I know what you're talking about. Best dog ever, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Wool headed. Wool headed. Way too beagle. much attitude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. All right. Well, are we ready to get going with this episode? Are you ready? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Brief pause and we'll get going.